Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about nothing but Genshin Impact. My name is Dylan. I'm Sarge. I'm Rick or Skuma. It's still fine. <laughs> and today, today we are joined by Tekker, and we're not going to mention Genshin Impact ever again. So, how's it going, guys? <laughs> so, 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 Tekker, the elephant in the room, the frog in the room, uh, you are joining us and you are a guest. Sarge is with us. He's not, if you're watching the VOD or you're watching live, Sarge doesn't have his webcam on, and so he's not in the the video but i promise there's four of us <laughs> it's, not, it's not just like a, a voice crime. in your head it's not just a voice in your head we promise no i am i am he really is he's living in you world. are the voice in the head or you're real which one yes oh well we learn new things every day about sarge so so tecker tell me am i pronouncing your username right Yes, surprisingly, uh, you're not you're not like Jones who pronounces my name uh, intentionally incorrectly. So thank you that thank you for that, you fucking skeleton. Heck, you're he can hear you, can't he? <laughs> Are you sure he's not just like an alter ego in your head? Like, do you do you have like disassociated personality disorder or something, and you're just like half? Jones, I half hope not. I hope it's not a fucking Fight Club scenario where like Jones is like my Tyler Durden, and then I just yeah. end up destroying like credit card corporations you know well, i've never seen Tucker and all those jones in the same room at the same time like <laughs> no you haven't his name was robert paulson <laughs> his name was robert paulson the great book by the way well we can talk about the that later is out to get you so so tell uh, us about yourself tecker uh you're, you're welcome here on the melomancy podcast i met you on ship poster club my social media of choice the fediverse which we've explained to our viewers before if this is your first time hearing about that you should watch our previous episodes especially number 22 um specifically uh but particularly that episode we can we can go over it a little bit if, if it's relevant for the context but the point is is i use an alternative social media as my only social media and that's where i met you right yeah Why don't you tell us a little uh, bit about yourself maybe how you found the fed how you found ship poster club how you found me and the podcast like well um i'm a i'm a streamer on twitch uh i i know absolutely respectable career choice uh -huh. um before Ship Poster Club, I was on Twitter and I was just really getting frustrated with how Twitter kept people in like a bubble socially and politically. And I was in the process of leaving Twitter. And then I on an IRC that I'm I'm on uh, for an image board called Lane Chan. Um, I I heard from uh, from one of the users about this this, uh, you know, Fetty. Uh, that was up and I never knew what Fetty was. Uh, all I knew, all I learned about it was that it was decentralized and I thought it was a really great idea. I saw at the time the registration was open, registered an account for Tekker and uh, yeah, basically that's how it started. And then I started meeting all the people and the community has been very welcoming. Um, and I just really enjoyed Chip Poster Club because it has a very open forum uh attitude that anybody can talk about anything and most importantly shit post which is i believe the finest art of the internet yeah i definitely agree so i guess since it's relevant let me give a little uh one pager on what the hell the fediverse is right so for anyone who hasn't heard our previous episodes and is wondering well first how did hell did you find me for one two uh so it's like um practically similar to twitter so activity pub is a protocol that so as a protocol like email a protocol like http a protocol is just a computer science term that says this is the blueprint for a thing and if you're going to implement this thing you're going to do it in this way and if you do it 
totally different services can talk to each other. That's the reason why someone with a Gmail account can send a message to someone with a Yahoo account. They both implement email, the protocol, differently and in a secret way on their whatever the hell, their servers, right? Um, but since there's a, you know, an open and understood specification of what the fucking email is, they can exchange messages and they're not broken. That's the idea of a protocol. And the Fediverse is like a social media application of that idea. So ActivityPub defines what a post is, what an inbox is, what a notification is, what a repost is, or like a retweet, right? It's called a, an announce. Toot. That doesn't matter. It's called a toot. Or a toot. If you're on it's called a toot. And I will fight everybody. I love no, how Sarge's only experience with the Fetty was on Shitposter Club, but like he used a Mastodon app and he fucking loved that they called it a toot. And... <laughs> if it was, if it was owned by Microsoft, they would call server. it like a squirt. A squirt? Oh my god. Even It'll better. one day be owned by Microsoft, don't worry. That's, that's the joke, right? So, um, so the Fediverse is like, you know, it's a protocol that defines what a social media post, a repost, a DM, whatever is, right? And so there are multiple server implementations. They can all talk to each other because they correctly implement this protocol. Uh, and they have different features. Like uh, there's one called Miski. They have like little games and shit, right? And they have like quote posts and stuff. Um, Mastodon doesn't implement anything because they're fucking stupid. Uh, there's Friendica, and they do things a little differently, uh, and so on and so forth. We're on Shipposter Club runs this piece of software called Paroma. I'll go no further into detail. Uh, we've talked about this before. If you're interested, look at our previous episodes, especially number 22. Um, it's the only do one whose number I remember. Remember the numbers of all of them and what they were about? No, I only remember 22 uh, because 22 was the one where we had Moonman on, uh, the admin for Shipposter Club. And uh, I made a lot of highlight episodes out of that episode because it was a bang. <laughs> okay, that makes a lot of sense. I was just like, you just pulled that out of the hat, and I was like, that's impressive. I fucking came. <laughs> yeah. like, I reference that episode all the time because it's like we also, you know, strapped a rocket to the back of ten grands and fired it yeah. into space. I during asked that Moonman, <laughs> "What is ten grands?" And he explained it to me. It's a crypto token he made. It was worth like a quarter when we talked to him about it, and I think it peaked at three hundred dollars. Uh, and it, it shot up to the, the one over $100 territory shortly after that episode, but I have no idea if it was had anything to do with us. Sarge likes to think that it does. It 100% has something to do with us. You got to look at the timeline. The Occam's razor, right? The simplest explanation is oftentimes the correct one. And the simplest observation is us. So... We did it. We're the best. Yay. Okay. So, thank you, Kato, for mentioning the low volume. I just raised my gain, so I'm a little bit louder. Yeah, you are. I just So with that established, we can definitely sue everyone here for the FTC for insider trading, basically. Okay. Good luck. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just go to class tomorrow, and everything will be fine for me. That would require me to have uh, capitalized on that, and... No. <laughs> yeah, not a little, not even a little bit. Yeah. No, nobody profits off of cryptocurrency nowadays. Anyway, they just make a cryptocurrency pump and dump scam, like fucking uh, Ice Poseidon or some shit. I was about to say Ice Poseidon. <laughs> oh man. That, so is this going to be like some weird ass segue into NFTs or? Um, Do we even have an NFT story today? Because like when we came I don't back, know. I assume so. Like two weeks ago, we 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 did the show every two weeks, and uh, we took a like a month and a half break. And there was like a bunch of like NFT and crypto news, like especially related to gaming. Cause we kind of focus on video games, right? Like that's kind of what we started talking about. And like, there was all kinds of bad news <laughs> to cover. 
And uh, I don't actually, I'm not in the loop of any new bad NFT news. What, what's the latest no, I don't bad see news? Any, yeah, I don't see any I, in our agenda. I just assumed. <laughs> I, I heard nothing because mm-hmm. I literally do not give a shit about NFTs anymore. I, yeah. I thought it was an interesting technology. Um, but from the perspective of someone who loves games, I was looking at it from the perspective of, oh, this would be great for like trading card games like Magic Gathering, mm-hmm. where you can actually have ownership of the individual card and you can trade it very easily yeah. and it can have a better, it'd be a more functional uh, market system for someone like that. Then, of course, with any new technology, you get like fucking retards just ruining it because they uh, they want to make a quick buck. So Thanks, thanks for that. BitConnect. Yeah, we def- really appreciate that. Oh, BitConnect. There's definitely a lot of like scams and like really shady territory. <laughs> Thank you, Sarge. So, um, I, I okay, we covered sweet. it last time, and you know, uh, NFTs, cool tech, but uh, I think there are people are money laundering with the fucking board ape shit. Like, but collecting yeah. art and the way it empowers like small time artists uh, that I've seen is pretty cool. Uh, but like, there's so much negative, and that's all the media wants to talk about because the media doesn't like it right and so media doesn't like anything new they just like things that stay the same so it's the 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 signal boost on the on the negative press is so intense that it's kind of hard to find the good news unless you're like in the right places for it and then it almost feels like an echo chamber of like people that are just insulated from controversy that are just enjoying it and and then like the media is like stop having fun stop making money and it's like fuck off I did see a yeah. Twitter post of a guy claiming that he sold his kidney and he had like scar a picture of scars to prove that his kidney was in fact removed for some reason for a uh bored ape club thing and all I could think was I hope you get so many kidney stones. Yo, I'm he sold his kidney for an ape. Why? Yeah. Why would you do that? Oh my god. I, I mean, I, people are dumb. That's amazing. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Also, how do you just go about selling your kidney? Like, I thought that was always like a haha black market type thing. Like, maybe no, it was. You, you, <laughs> yeah, you can. You totally I mean, can. Like a professional-ish surgery, but I mean, then again, selling your kidney for crypto though—that's kind of wild. Like, holy hey, look, shit. you just go on the internet, use Google how to sell kidney, and I'm <laughs> sure that everything will be great. Yeah, it's like no, downloading no. more RAM. I did it yesterday. No, you gotta you gotta search that you gotta search that up on Torch on the Onion router. Oh my bad. <laughs> oh, you know, you're right. Google probably like has some fuckiness with it. I probably need to go to Bing. Yeah, Bing. So 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 Tekker, That's how you get the um, porn. I, I want to reel it back. So uh, right, we we explained what the Fed is and went on a short rant on crypto. But like you mentioned uh, that you actually were in some sort of IRC channel related to Lane Chan to uh, find the Fetty. Uh, what what is that? Is that like based on the anime, like the the little girl that merges with the machine or whatever? Yeah, I, I've been a part of this IRC for years. Um, I fuck, I think I've been a part of this IRC since the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven teaser trailer. We'll get into that sometime soon. Um, but I joined the uh, server because I had like this fascination with cyberpunk culture, and then I learned about Lane or uh, Serial Experiments Lane uh, specifically. Then I found the image board. And my initial reaction was kind of like, eh, image boards. Who, who, I mean, I, who inhibits I, this I, image board? Because like, it's so like, I feel like we have to explain to anyone who isn't familiar with image boards how the cultures differ, right? All I yeah. heard was "little anime girl," and I'm terrified that you're a pedophile. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, this this anime. It, listen, Sarge, this anime is called Serial Experiments Lane. I haven't actually watched it, even though cyberpunk's one of my favorite genres. I promise it's not weird. Um, uh, I, I've seen it, and uh, I can assure you that the the series is great. It it doesn't just play with themes of cyberpunk; it also plays with themes of reality, gods, conspiracy theories. It's 
it's fantastic. I, I highly recommend people to watch it. I actually have a Blu-ray copy of it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's but the anime, own... right? About a little girl. Yeah, and I think she like merges with her computer or something. There's some like internet, like crazy cyberpunk wombo jombo going on. And it was made in the nineties. This anime, it was, it was trend setting, right? Yeah. It was, uh, is it dubbed the tech? Yeah, there is a dub of it. There is a dub of the, uh, the series, um, available to watch. Uh, I prefer subs personally, cause I think Japanese voices, uh, the original voice actors convey the emotion better. But to go back on what we were saying about Lane Chan, mm-hmm. um, Lane Chan is owned by a gentleman by the name of Appleman. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've spoken to him quite a bit. Uh, he's a very, very intelligent man. He's the admin, and he also admins the website and also the IRC. And I found the IRC link. I, I had no idea what IRC was at the time. Um, but I started using it, and I liked it because it was just a classic chat room um been a part of that community for quite some time um i was mostly just a ship poster and l- won't deny a bit of a lol cow and i'm still a lol cow on it uh which i'm fine with i'm, I'm fine with i i welcome trolling uh it's uh i gotta be careful when i say that though because some people take that to agree proportions um but no i i, I really like uh the community because they're heavily focused on not just cyber well they don't really talk about cyber culture as much but they do focus on technology and software and such like that and of course because so the way i interpret like cyberpunk literature right like Mm -hmm. it came about in the 80s and like i think the late 70s mostly the 80s right and yeah um, like gibson and such yeah like with gibson and, and others and it was like um a bunch of authors had really creative ideas that were trying to like paint this picture of a potential future that is not ideal right and then the future is now the future has come to pass and their predictions were not true um so sorry who the audio. fuck is that your audio what is going on nothing nothing happened i didn't open a snapchat of somebody who apparently sent me a video it didn't look like a video it looked like a picture anyway at least a nice pair of tits or something like no oh which unfortunate no upsetting uh, so uh Titties aside, uh, so cyberpunk literature, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, it was like a warning of what could happen, and then it didn't happen. Like, we didn't get, you know, wires hanging off of giant TVs on towers. We got, you know, Apple Store aesthetic, like uh, mute <laughs> buildings with cameras you can't see everywhere. At every we time. didn't get Johnny Monomic. We instead right. just got Steve Jobs, uh, you know, you know, wet dream kind of aesthetic of the future. Uh, dumb and I hate it and I would have preferred the cyberpunk dystopia in the books yeah and and I I I really like cyberpunk culture because it was touching on well cyberpunk fiction as such like neuromancer and such because Mm. it touched on subjects that I really didn't hear about uh at the time and when I was younger the kind of books I read were like you know fear and loathing in Las Vegas fight club I was always looking for ever since I was really young in high school I was always looking for literature that was like or any kind of media that was cutting on the edge that was an allegory or any kind of subtext regarding our world um, and what our future could potentially look like or what our past is. Um, So, yeah, I I took a liking to cyberpunk culture. And uh, one of my favorite uh, things of cyberpunk is uh, Cyberpunk 2020 and reading the lore into that and uh, the expansion books, which are great. Mike Pondsmith was like, a genius as well as all the other writers of Talsorian. Um, so yeah, that, that was like my addiction. 
Um, did you play the game that came out? I I did not play the original tabletop game in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was I played one campaign a long time ago. I tried to set up another campaign, but I fell through. I had a friend who wanted to do a campaign, and I helped him. I, I couldn't participate at the time, so mm-hmm. I just kind of helped him with the lore because I had all the expansion packs, like all the expansion books in like PDF format. But most of the time, I just like reading the the books because mm-hmm. the world that it built was very interesting. It wasn't really the edge entirely I was looking for, but it was this future where corporations were the ones truly in control and government was the puppets. And we ended up getting that in the, mm-hmm. the real world, you know, regardless that came of the, through. that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of like the Facebook, you know, FTC stuff, I really don't believe anything is going to come of that because they don't send their you know, best to those congressional meetings. Like I've seen yeah. some real cringe fucking questions. Like this one Senator lady or Congresswoman, I forget oh who she God. was. She was like, Hey, Mark Zuckerberg, um, how many uh, web pages have Facebook login embedded in them? And he's like, excuse me, what? Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Why would I know that number? It's probably millions. Like, <laughs> the problem is that the main problem with that is that Senate and, and politicians in at least in American culture, um, they're from a very later eight like generation. We all know that it takes like three generations for the next gen, like mm-hmm. the next generation from now to boomers. No, Just say boomers. Sarge, they're not even boomers. boomers. Like 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 uh, what's his face? Like McConnell, Biden are the same age, seventy something, right? Uh, Nancy's mm-hmm. eighty something, and I think that Chuck Schumer guy is old too. They're the silent generation. They're not even boomers. Yep. Like, they're too old. They're they're older yeah. than boomers. It's sad, and, <laughs> and it's un- it's unfortunate because we rely on them to keep these companies in order, but they don't even know what questions to ask. Like there was only one senator. I don't remember his name, but I remember like him grilling Mark Zuckerberg about privacy, which I thought was a really good point that he made, which was, uh, can you tell us what hotel you're staying in tonight? And he just went, <laughs> like, no, um, no. And he said, I think that's what we're talking about here is that you have a certain right to privacy and so forth, which was a very good point. And, um, but yeah, it, it just seems like I don't really have any confidence in my, in our government to actually engage in any kind of action to this it just feels yeah, like i don't even trust our politicians to install their own apps on their phones they probably yeah, don't know no. i mean how many times has there been like a an email breach and it comes down to like the senator bringing emails home exactly basically. like bringing their you know classified emails uh-huh. to their personal email it's like or that they actually printed that shit off I remember there was this one. Uh, There's this one group. I think it was like two senators or two Congress people, and they um they got in trouble because they were like I think they were like insider trading or they're doing something bad. Uh, but the way they were doing it was um they were drafting an email using a shared Gmail account and saving the draft to communicate secretly to each other. Fucking uh, okay. Well, it didn't I work. Mean, obviously, almost clever. <laughs> Uh, given that that's more creativity than I thought they were capable of, but Jesus Christ, it's not good. Like, they're better off just like encoding it in fucking Enigma code. At least then you have to like bust out the ancient well, like typewriter to go crack it. Right? Yeah, you have to bust well, out the. Bomb. Now they have now they have the likes of a uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, fucking the other one, the brunette Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's less active terrorist uh the, is she the one that walks around with like a loaded gun in her hip like in the congress building yeah like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she's no, marjorie taylor green is the one that we uh 
a lot of people believe and have looked at the videos and everything that if a full investigation were to happen on January 6th, she's the one that put the pipe bombs in places. I didn't even know there were pipe bombs. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was just, I don't really care. Outside the uh, RNC and the DNC, and I think also there was one or two found in the House of Representatives. <laughs> you think someone like her would have like federal agents to do that for her? Because they're way better at that. Yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah. they might not get caught even. Yeah. Just get the CIA involved. Get the Glowies involved. There was uh, CCTV, and a lot of people are like looking at the gait of this person and these shoes. These very uh, undersold, quickly discontinued shoes that they also have pictures of her wearing. Anyways, uh, besides her, there's also the uh, Lauren Lauren Bobert. Is that the other the one? Colorado is that, girl? Is that the, who, the brown hair? Uh, yeah, yeah. She says that uh, her mom's like second cousin, who's a professional wrestler, back in like the eighties had sex and that he's her dad even though like they have a hundred percent proof that that is not the case but she still swears by it like he has sued and shit and like yeah no, dude, that's totally believable like, because like sometimes listening they, to the, the daily drama of our politicians know, sounds like wwe yeah. storyline <laughs> yeah but they, they know they know about they really whatsapp do. and everything so maybe now that there's going to be some level of encryption but then again, we're also talking about the same people who were pushing the uh, Trump Fediverse. Truth Social, uh, yes. Media. Oh my yeah. God, I have more details. Was immediately hacked. <laughs> oh, I gotta hear this. So, I gotta hear. I this. don't think it was immediately hacked. You're thinking, uh, you're thinking of Parler, but the Trump Social, the Truth Social thing, right? So um, they forked no, they, Mast. No, they listen, listen. It. They forked Mastodon, which is a Fediverse software, and then ripped the branding off, which is not legal with the license of software that they use, by the way. They could sue and win. And I hope they do, because that's fucking hilarious, right? Um, <laughs> so they, they took Mastodon, they applied the light theme, and they, they ripped out references to Mastodon and the GPL license that they use, which means you can copy it, you can fork it, but you have to keep it open, right? You can't close source it after you fork it. Uh, that would be illegal. Um, and if you go to their login page before they got rid of it, before they closed it, right? Uh, and you like viewed source on like some of the elements of the HTML page, you can see like references to the style sheet, the CSS file that say Mastodon light theme and stuff in places. And it was really obvious that they fucking stole it. Right. And it's like, they, that dude should sue. Like that would be funny. That would be hilarious. You would get so much exposure. Right. Imagine all the, the people that would join just from the exposure alone. Like, I, I don't care if the quality of people is bad, but like uh, more people is always better. I mean, I, they'll block me, or maybe I'm they'll just, they'll laugh at my jokes. I don't. There's just more not people. Not just after launch, but before they officially launched it, it was hacked. I, tech, you're not in the uh, Discord, but I did. No, you just find her. Yeah, I, I typed in the thing, and there's just tons, tons of articles, and, and I didn't even oh, click them. I just took a screenshot. Okay. Yeah. Just, I wonder yeah. what they mean by ha I have to read those articles in depth because I wonder like what did they gain like what what did they actually hack like did they find oh, out they, what I just told changed, you or did they no, do no, something they, else? they changed like people's names and stuff and like it's not live full on. like sounds like a sounds like an old MySpace virus it's like did oh, they change yeah, a bunch of test accounts it's not live yet I don't know what they fucking got out of that hack well, in October before <laughs> before, <laughs> before they may have found out like the uh, HTML coding or whatever the, well, that happened at the same time that's what I was talking about right yeah like, but afterwards I remember seeing pictures like 
just circulating the internet where they literally like changed people's names, blocked them out of their accounts, mm-hmm. shit like that. And it wasn't like a, I got this guy's account. It was, I'm in the back end. It's like, you the know, Rift is real, man. Like, um, I think, you know, Trump will have some other scheme before he ever considers something like the Fediverse, right? But, like, obviously that's, like, the, the clear solution because then you're, like, uncensorable. People could block your server, but you could open registrations, right? And no one can fucking stop you. Um, like, if he actually wanted to get the word out, like, the solution's pretty obvious. But, like... Don't, don't, don't encourage him to do, like, a speed run for Chapter 11. Come on. I know. So... The, um, he's already done that what are you talking about <laughs> how do you think he got rich why do you think no american bank fucks with him because he ripped them off through that mean I, I apologize for uh, yeah, sidelining on that he's number one in the world with that like undisputed uh kato oh, sorry chat said uh deus ex predicted future on a way bigger scale you say old men running the world oh man they're not just old. They're not boomers. They're silent, right? It's the generation yeah. before the boomers, and that's fucking sad, right? Yeah. It's so the pathetic. So I, I don't want to talk about fucking boomers and silence. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. Um, let's, let's skip over going. this. People yeah, let's go get so something else. People don't tune into our show for our political takes because this is not a political show. I don't think political shows are interesting um, inherently. Like, they're kind of dumb. <laughs> Why do I don't agree think... with them or you block them? Yeah, let's not, First, let's not get into topical because the truth social thing. Like yeah. that's topical because yeah. like obviously uh the Fediverse is like this free and open thing and like it would be it, it's it's like the obvious choice for anyone who wants like autonomy yeah, you over gotta, their you social gotta mention right. That. Yeah. I don't it, think necessarily we were digging into politics there so much as just roasting uh poor tech. Yeah, you're your social media, but worse. Yeah, yeah. it's like your job, but worse. It's but, like you know, why would you join some closed fucking like scam I platform? I have a guest here. I am a guest here. I am spending time at my busy schedule of of yes, smoking to join you both. I, I feel uh-huh. I feel insulted. oh oh Sarge, you're not even noticed because you're invisible. You're, I know. Oh, wait, it, everybody else hears Sarge too, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, we all we can all hear Sarge. Oh, okay. Okay, good, good. He's not just in my head is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's living in your walls. He's living in your walls. But no, no, no. Speaking of all that, uh, have you guys heard that Sony bought Bungie on this coming after Microsoft apparently acquired Activision and everything, which I think is funny because that means they get, or Sony gets Halo and a bunch of all that stuff. They Destiny, get, but, Destiny, they get Destiny Halo, and nothing else. Yeah, Destiny. <laughs> but uh, so Microsoft it's... obtained Call of Duty and such. So it's like they were like, change places, you know, for their so, big winners. Sarge, what I think is funny, and I pointed this out in the last episode because we talked about the Activision thing, right? Microsoft yeah. now has the rights to Crash Bandicoot, which was like Sony's first mascot for for the PlayStation. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like they, it's a Microsoft they changed characters now. Here. It's so yeah, they, weird. They did yeah. the like change places thing, and that's what I was getting at there. Because it's just I mean, Call of Duty's always been on Xbox, but like when anybody thought of it, it was like PlayStation. I swear to God, if Sony know? liquidates fucking Media Molecule, Microsoft will buy them too, and they'll have Little Big Planet, and they'll just make a new one to fuck with them. Right? <laughs> we got all your mascots, Sony. You have none left. Three, round it's two. Dumb. It's all just so fucking dumb. Like this whole video game industry thing with like. You know, conglomerate buying studio. It's mm-hmm. it's really just a like very 
desperate attempt to like get more exclusives for their consoles and i understand why like we all understand why because consoles are they're not becoming as as the technology is getting more advanced like with amd ryzen like mm -hmm. you know stealing the show from intel um and it's starting to become more affordable to just get a pc but also harder for consoles to have that kind of hardware built in and sold for an affordable price for consumers, they're going to have to get exclusives to justify the price tags. And eventually, like even my own mother, even my own mother is like switching from console to PC. She's looking into buying a, a, like a PC now. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's not a joke. And my mother, she like plays Dark Souls 2. She plays uh, fucking Red Dead Redemption 2. She loves those kind of games where she can get soaked into it, into the atmosphere, into, and also challenging gameplay. But even she understands that consoles make no fucking sense to purchase mm -hmm. anymore. I mean, the only reason why I still have my PS4 Pro right here is because there's still games that I own that are on it. But it's just, it's just, it's just really horrible. Um, Scratch affordable PC. Have you seen GPU prices in the last two years? Please, says chat. I do agree that GPUs have skyrocketed in, in price, and that's definitely a problem. At the same um, time, though, can I? Uh, if, pardon my interruption, but yeah, uh, no, it's please, also please. the best time to get a PC because the easiest and cheapest avenue to getting one of these new graphics cards is to buy a pre-built. Yeah, like, absolutely. Oh, uh, well, uh, both Dylan and I did that. Yeah, I mean, this is that, this one's custom on my right, but. Uh, that, my wife has a new one, and it's pre-built. And I have a 3060 in that, and you have the 3070, right? Yes, I have a 3070. The But technically, yours is a bit newer and probably a little bit okay because we're at that half-generation step. But you paid two grand for yours, and you got the whole computer, yeah. and you didn't have one before. That's true. I didn't. I, I unfortunately, was a uh, laptop main, um, like an intelligent human being. <laughs> same, same, same. Yeah. But then I grew up and got a real computer. Yeah. You reached the age of reason. You be, you reached the age of reason. Um, so it's, yeah, it's that's why I told time. my mother to buy a pre-built. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I built this PC two years ago. It's a Intel i5-8400 with a GTX 1070 Founders Edition. Um, didn't start off with the Founders Edition. Started off with the GTX 1060, but it's been a great computer. It's in a Node 202 case, so it's really small. Um, micro ATX uh, uh, system. It's just been great for me, and I I got the 1070 just to like play my um, Valve Index, which I have here. Mm -hmm. Oh, looks like the floor is cracked. The floor? Uh, <laughs> sorry, something just fell over. I apologize. Oh, ah. no, I, I also have to a Valve Index. Why I'm blurry? Uh, you're oh, very yeah. blurry, and I'm not gonna bother fixing your audio. Is great, so it doesn't matter. Oh, okay, then let's not fuck with it. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody came to look at my face, anyways. So, Exa well, not only that, um, the metrics for the show, right? Like, uh, very few people watch the VOD, even if you were watch it live. Uh, a lot of fucking people listen to the audio, right? Um, and we will continue to post audio because that is the golden standard for podcasting, and I love yeah. that. So. Uh um 3k for a 3060 pc is insane in 2018 a pc with same tier of gpu which was 1060 would be under 1k yes absolutely uh says chad uh they're not much cheaper in a pc just faster to get yes but absolutely. i didn't pay 3000 for a 3060 i paid like 1500 for a 3060 <laughs> yeah you paid that and i got in right at the beginning uh the so i didn't pay yeah. an exorbitant amount of money for uh my 3070 
Yeah. Uh, I got my founder's edition from eBay, so it for an afford for an agreeable price. And according to the seller, it was not used for mining. It was not used in a smoking environment. Well, now it now it is. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but no, it's been good to me, and I uh, I love it. And but I anyways, mean, yeah, but, I, mean, I always hear about pay more than we would have in 2018, but that's not the world we live in anymore. Unfortunately, either we deal with older technology or we pay for newer technology that's right. like or we wait in line and hope that we click the lucky button that gets the us problem is waiting in line whatever for, for the hardware like you may be waiting in line with other people trying to get a graphics card but you know who was in line before your line was in the line was all those big companies with their clouds and their like xbox streaming bullshit right and geforce now they're buying up more silicon than the consumer market ever can catch up to and then yeah. when you're in line for those just cheaper graphics cards, right? You're then competing with, you know, the crypto miners, right? And a lot Ugh. of people will solely blame crypto miners for this problem. Uh, and it, it seems like a, a, thing, a good thing to blame because it feels good. But, like, you're That's just punching cool. down because, like, it's the big companies that are buying all the silicon out, not, not yeah. the crypto miners. You're Cri- just fighting Cri- with them over the scraps, right? Well. Anyway, Sarge, you were saying we interrupted you. You came back. Oh, I, I haven't... Uh been paying attention to the graphics card market for a while though i have found the need that i should maybe start along with uh upgrading my motherboard and a few things like that i assume that it's the case but maybe not is amd facing as big of a shortage as it were as uh nvidia is because i always only see nvidia stuff so graphics cards Mm -hmm. yes yeah yeah, everyone's got a shortage, but like AMD is not as popular as Nvidia. But like, um, yeah, they're the markup, good. the markups and everything aren't necessarily as. Uh, AMD graphics cards yeah. have come a long way in a short time. Like uh, a couple years yeah. ago, considering AMD over Nvidia was, uh, you know, a fool's gamble, right? Whereas now it's like their yeah. their newest cards are pretty nice. Like you'd be happy with them if you didn't have yeah, something comparable already. Yeah, I think well, they're on par. Uh, I currently I, have like, an RX four eighty, but like. I as as, happened to buy. Sorry, what? I was gonna say, as far as CPU goes, you'll be fine getting an AMD CPU. I picked up one of yes. those, no problem, uh, aftermarket to uh, replace the uh, one that I cheaped out on in the case itself. <laughs> yeah, like there's no shortage of, of um, CPUs, and Intel has a pretty ample supply of uh, CPUs as well. But do not buy Intel; they do not respect you. No, yeah. they don't. They, they absolutely do not respect you whatsoever. Yeah. They will charge you an upsell on the motherboards that have overclocking, and then it voids your warranty as soon as you do it. It's fucking scummy. Yeah, yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah. So now that Sarge is back, because you said BRB, and I didn't say anything. I saw the chat. Uh, yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit more about video games. So uh, last episode was our big return back from our vacation. Uh, me, uh, Rick, and Victim were, were talking about all kinds of shit, and we forgot most important topic game of the year so oh shit yeah we did fucking did. but now now tecker and sarge is with us so we got even bit more people i wish victim was here to be a banger uh but that's we okay. do need to more qualify people. what game of the year so, means in this context here's what game of the year means to the mel messy podcast is what we did last year i want to know what is the best new game you played this year i don't give a shit what year it was made right but what's the best new game you played um and then last year after that, we also said, well, it was like, you know, the turn of the decade, right? Because it was 2020. Um, well, two years ago, right? Yeah, we, so, we had impact on yeah, the... We're uh, not going to do that this time. Fuck that. Game right? thing, we already talked yeah. about that. So just, what's the best new game 
you played this year. We'll start with our special guest, Tekker. What was the your favorite new game that you played this year? New to you. It could have been old. Uh, new, new to me, like, so far, I would say would actually be Death Stranding, to be honest. And I say that as in, like, it's not it's not a great game. It definitely has, like, the gameplay is not particularly impressive, although there's some uh, really notable things about it. But what, but what the game completely surprised me from is uh, the story that it talks about. Like, I was sold with the game's story mm-hmm. in the very first, like, two hours uh, where... I mean, we all know about, like, the meme of, like, Death Stranding with Hideo Kojima and such like that in the pre-release and the post-release. But what I really liked about the story was it's literally about, uh, like, as far as the protagonist and antagonist is concerned, it's about a corporation influencing a government to rebuild America and reconstruct it. But there's a terrorist terrorist organization that does not want America reconstructed, and they instead want to keep it more to a town uh, like town level government. So, which I thought was really ironic, mm-hmm. considering the original founding of American government was if the if the current system isn't working, throw it out and bring in a new system. So that 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 ensnared me to this game. And also the atmosphere that the game has, like granted people could qualify as a walking sim, but the atmosphere the game actually has, like what it offers is, is, is at least different enough from the rest of the game industry that I cannot help but respect it. You know, so, um, you know I didn't even know it, Death Stranding was about all that shit. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Like it fools you. you if I can further interject, I've never heard it called a walking sim. I have heard it called a, a postman sim. Basically, yeah. Um, I think postman sim is 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 a better way to describe it. But the thing is, is like it starts off like very cinematic, and it actually challenged my uh, my view on cinematics and games. My original perspective was, oh god, if I'm gonna watch this, may as well just show me a movie. But no, this one actually like does something a little different where it actually has something interesting to show. Um, and honestly, when I was playing it, it reminded me a lot of uh, David Lynch's Dune a little bit. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, it's not not a lot of the same themes, but mm. just like feel of it reminds me yeah. of it a bit. I do um, like that movie. Like I, I think differently of the movie after I read the book years later, <laughs> right? Uh, as one does when you read the book and then think about that that crazy movie, but like um, aesthetically, that movie was like uh, it was, oh, they were onto something. <laughs> it was beautiful, and I love David Lynch very very much. I love I love his films, and I love him as as not just a director, but also as him as a role model for directing. Mm-hmm. Um, but neither here nor there. Um, but Death Stranding, like mm-hmm. the approach it took to the beginning, was you don't even hear like a line of dialogue until like 10 minutes and there's so much happening that like it asks it makes you ask like all these questions like a good movie should mm-hmm. like what's going on why is he noticing the birds are flying away what does that rainbow in the sky mean why is it that when the rain hits something it kills things everywhere it it, it like just the mystery of this world the world begs questions and eventually gives you answers exactly right? eventually gives you answers i do think it kind of like there's some parts where it feels like it overexplains a little bit, and I think that's just Hideo Kojima's style with his writing yes. of Metal Gear Solid, for yes. example, um, which is fine. Like I like, I'm a big fan of Hideo Kojima. Like my favorite game from Hideo Kojima is definitely not Death Stranding, 
um, but it was definitely Snatcher. That was my favorite game. Um, the yeah, class, classic. I loved that. I love Snatcher very much. Um, but yeah, Death Stranding is probably my pick. I definitely want to play more of it. But mm-hmm. so the reason why I say it's game of the year is not because it's a good game. So please don't accept this as a criticism or review of the game. Accept this as instead my personal experience of how it challenged me on cinematics and how it surprised me on the themes that it has. You know, I'm so sad that Victim's not here because you're like the American version of Victim. Because like he loved that <laughs> yeah. game and he loves Dark Souls. Yeah, he was super into it. I'm so sad he's not here to talk to you directly. Oh, that'd be uh, wonderful. I have, have to come back for another episode. Uh, Having a negativity towards the game itself. I think the world building and stuff that he did was awesome. And I hope that he continues with his uh, stranding type games because he definitely made it so it was going to be a series. Oh, certainly. The one thing that I want Hideo Kojima to do is finally admit that he really likes female bodies. Because all I remember is the in Metal Gear Solid Five uh-huh. with oh, uh, yeah, the silent. quiet thing yeah. where he like was like, "You're gonna think so little of yourself when you find out why the Quiet secret. wears a bikini oh. in the battle." And but this is the same man who the whole time that we play the game. Every time Quiet's on screen... Quiet, sorry, fuck. Yeah, uh, you know, the camera zooms in on her T or A. Yeah. Both in the same scene. I actually actually... really like that game, but, like, it's obviously not the best Metal Gear, I think. Like, it's got problems. But, like... I actually looked into the history of Hideo Kojima a little bit, if you want me to get into it. Let's hear it. We got time. We got time. Um... Hideo Kojima, like, his childhood is very interesting. Like, he grew up with cinema. Uh, he was a very introverted kid uh, back back when, and he was constantly moving, and he lost his father at the age of 13. But one of the things he loved to do was cinema and building figurines. Um, so there's a lot of connections to Death Stranding that it could be Hideo Kojima's personal story of how he's, like, accepting, like, the loss of his father or something like that, like, mm-hmm. with the themes of Baby. Um, I personally don't care. I just like my biggest question with it is what the fuck is Hirokajima's obsession with Norman Reedus's ass? Maybe it was like blowback over the uh, quiet ass. They're just friends, man. <laughs> like they're just friends, bro. History will remember Norman Reedus and Hideo Kojima were good friends. Yeah, yeah. they they are. It's very wholesome. Very yeah, wholesome. well, yeah, mm-hmm. and we know that he's like like Norman Reedus outside of Death Stranding because of. Uh, PT. The, uh, yeah, PT, the mm-hmm. unfinished one. Yeah, that's all I remember. Unfinished Silent Hill. <laughs> and PT was fantastic for what it achieved in minimalistic horror, and it proved, it actually solidified the minimalistic horror can work very, very well. Um, it set the fucking internet on fire. I don't think I, I, I don't think I stopped hearing about PT until like two weeks after it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, also, and I still have selling um, after PT got turned off, right? The demo? Yeah. Like, people were selling, like, PS3s or 4s. I forget what console it was. PS4. PS4. They're, people were selling PS4s on eBay for, like, a huge markup because they had PT installed. Still. Oh, yeah. My my PS4 Pro, actually, there is a way to get PT installed your machine. I don't know if it still works because the PS5 is out now. But there was an exploit somebody figured out where you could still download the game because it's still on Konami's or PlayStation servers. Mm-hmm. And you just connect it to your PC and have your PC connect to the Wi-Fi. 
and then you it would just basically reroute the connection somehow. I, I don't know the specifics of it, but you could still install PT if you had installed it before with your account. So I played it on my PS4 Pro, not much of an improvement on performance, but I count that more for the stability of the engine uh, that PT is based on, which unfortunately now is mm -hmm. uh, we're living a very cruel existence of just being a, a sports game engine. So yeah. fuck you, Konami. Oh. Fuck Konami. Well, at least they didn't turn it into Pajanka Machine. Uh, <laughs> please, no. Don't remind me. So, all right. So, Anyways. Sarge. Sarge, Sarge, Sarge. Yeah, yes. What is the best buddy? new game that you played this year and Barge Simulator does not count? Oh. oh. Damn. <laughs> um, you know, I... <sighs> I'm not sure, actually. I spent a lot played? of time. Have you been live recently? I have not seen your notifications. I haven't. I haven't been live recently. Um, my internet, you know, I have those issues. Yeah, you live but, in the middle of the desert. Yeah, Arrakis. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't call it a desert, but yeah, Oklahoma. close enough. Um, <laughs> <The> shithole. <laughs> there, there's a few that like really, really stand out to me but they're not necessarily 2021 games which i was having That's an fine. issue with yeah. yeah did you play them in 2021 yeah um, okay they were new enough. to you in 2021 yeah so i really got into enter the gungeon skull the hero slayer valheim but i think the the game that i've had the most like uh, I was I had the most fun with at the time that I was playing. It's no longer installed because I needed space. Uh, is Curse of the Dead Gods? It's another roguelike game, but it has this really neat uh, mechanic where, based on the light in the the room or the level, you get buffs or negativities, and I, I don't know the debuffs. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And it's it's really interesting the, the just the way it functions and everything. I don't think it's all there necessarily. Like maybe they are working on it, but I I can definitely see that it's something that could be substantially better. And Sarge, if I asked you what your your favorite game so far, twenty twenty two is, you're gonna say Duel Links, aren't you? Or yeah, the fucking whatever it was. No, not Duel Links, Master Duel. <laughs> <laughs> right, I remember you talking about this. Yeah, so, like me and Sarge have a deep years. lore of uh, playing Yu-Gi-Oh in person when we were like twelve. Uh, we are like an interrogator well, just we were like twelve, mispronouncing the name just to make him like say it. Oh, sorry, I was twelve. You were thirteen. Big fucking difference. Well, no, right? whatever. You're still like twelve. Yeah, I was uh, like. 20 at the time yeah yeah look, uh -huh. i am i personally am a god at uh children's card games we were children <laughs> at the time sorry what is stop specifically that children's card game though yeah bro no, no, i'm just, a legend just, in uno just children's <laughs> card games i'm i'm insanely good Get magic the gathering is not a children's card game which is why i don't play it because i don't understand it because he can't. Yeah, yeah. He can't play it. My IQ has a has a fucking hard ceiling, and Magic the Gathering is somewhere above that. So, 
know all the card games. At least you understand the shortcomings. I got the I got yeah. the badges from the from the Pokemon League for the card game. Oh, oh damn. Yeah, yeah. Oh Look damn. Look at the Pokemon fan here. Goddamn. Yeah, I don't I, have actually, any sort of thing like that. The Kato man. They gave badges. Like not to not to go off too much on before we get to someone else's game, uh, but the first time I ever actually played in a competitive setting when it was Pokemon, I was given a deck and taken to a regionals and I placed top 32. Mind you, I had the basic grasp of the rules. Your deck was like, just that good. Like the meta was strong back then. <laughs> well, I, I don't think it was necessarily that. It was more that like, I understood how to do it like how to play the game and everything to a certain point because we had a ferry ride right mm -hmm. where i was basically just given hyper crash course and luckily i wasn't starting at nothing like i know they have you the, have the remainder of this boat ride to learn this children's card game and you're gonna place in the top 30 of this fucking tournament <laughs> let's well, go it was, or, yeah, or, it was, it was like we, we got on the boat and it was like all right, look, this is how you play. Where are you at? And I was like, I know I have to take six cards or whatever and put them <laughs> off. And then when I kill a monster, I get one. And I think when you get them all, you win or yeah. something or like that. Or if they run out of monsters on their side. Like that, that, that's yeah. There are three win conditions in original Pokemon. Your opponent runs out of cards in their deck and can no longer draw. Mm -hmm. You collect all your prizes, which are the things... The set yeah. aside card. I thought they were trophies for some reason. That's what my brain was giving me. You played too uh, much PlayStation. Uh, and chat. the third was oh. So, so, so in the chat, Kato asks, "Where do you find thirty people for a tournament?" I'm guessing he's talking about Pokemon in the in the Pacific Northwest. Our regional tournaments, God. there's like hundreds of people. It's not hard. Yeah. yeah. No. In uh, <laughs> specifically Pokemon, the Pokemon trading card game when it was fresh, it was. Like it crushed all other forms of cardboard. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. especially popular on the West Coast, like in the Pacific Northwest in California. Like I once yeah. went all the way, like me and my wife, like we went down to California, right, um, to play in a regional tournament. That was like three cool. states away. Like, uh, <laughs> sorry, were you, sorry, were you the little kid that like brought a gram scale to the card shops? Just like, oh, no, no. Thank you. No. So Pokemon no, I, collecting I mean, has kind of blown up kind of in a similar way to NFTs. There's a couple influencers uh, oh that, that spend big and then everyone starts spending big. And it's like, However, I didn't do that. There were two, the, like, the last two Yu-Gi-Oh! regionals I went to, they, they had done some changes to them where they were also uh, releases or sneak peeks of the new pack type deal where... You could come in and play and do stuff, and you get one card for like 10 bucks, right? And it was like the card everybody gets. First of all, we bought pretty much everybody's thing, me and uh, two other people, and we were the only one with that free card. Uh, yes. Which, after like six months, the meta shifted, and that was like a very high value card. So we made a couple thousand dollars off of that uh but zazzle but for but for like 60 bucks you got a whole box of it but you couldn't use anything we were those people because at that time we were like 20 and 22 where we definitely scaled the packs out and then proceeded to sell them sell them now it's not selling cards that are rare and meta for play not quite the yeah. same thing as fucking you know, Weighing YouTube numbnuts fucking spending a million, oh, right? 
fuck's sake. Yeah. I hate that shit so much. Logan Paul was a fucking... I wasn't gonna name douche. him, but yeah, that asshole. Uh, huh. I have how does he still? How does he still have a following? Like, well, there's very everybody hates reason. him. I have a very simple explanation. Kids, okay? Yeah. Kids, kids love him. him. Alright, so we've gotta... So what you're saying is we've gotta kill the kids. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, naturally, naturally. Naturally, infant side. We should, we should commit infant side. Rick is pro-abortion. Um, I have to say... That's kind of a late abortion, I mean... <laughs> what would I do if I found my kids were watching Logan Paul videos? I don't know what beat I would them. do. Just beat late them. Abortions. I think I would, um, I would uh, probably block that channel on their accounts. Um... Because yeah. it's the digital age, I can I have more control over what my children do than you know my parents ever did on me, right? Oh yeah, certainly. Like back then, like when there was sorry to go off topic a little bit, but back then, like with the internet, like parents didn't know what the fuck it was very well because they were out of, out of touch with it. But now they have no fucking excuse. You know what pisses me off about that. parents though? Like back in our day, um, they had some real fucking solid advice: never use your real name on the internet. What the fuck happened? That yeah, then, Dylon. The, the, oh, well, huh. yeah, You'll never Earth. guess what my real name is. Uh, no, um, yeah. so so our parents, you know, they start flooding the Facebooks. Uh, they start using their real name, and then in Twitter, it's, it happens on Twitter, and people look Dude, at you different you, and treat you differently if you don't use your real name. Even more so than oh, that, yeah. like the two biggest things as a kid were like, don't talk to strangers, don't get in a stranger's car, and don't use your real name on the internet, really. And now it's like, I use my real name on the internet to summon a stranger from the internet to get into their car. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. not even a joke. That's not even a joke. Yeah, uh, yeah it's just, I don't know, like, I, 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 I'm hard on parents about it. Like, I understand, like, raising a kid is not easy. I would never believe it to be easy. But parents don't really have much of a fucking excuse when it comes to how they control what content kids watch on the internet. There's search history, there's internet history, there's parental lock settings that are included in every web browser, every popular web browser. They don't have an excuse. I'm sorry. So when I hear this shit, like, when I hear this shit of like, well, my kid could potentially like, it keeps watching like all this stuff, like, fucking stop him. Fucking yeah. stop him. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're a parent. So Your easy. job is to be a parent. It's ridiculous. It's like parents nowadays, like they look for excuses not to do their job so they can limit their responsibilities as much as possible so they can have more time to spend with Pinot Noir than to actually like, you know, make sure Timmy is not like looking up the history of Columbine and then just going, oh, that sounds great. I wonder I if trench coat. a trench coat. <laughs> when your kid starts asking you for a trench coat, it's time to check their YouTube history. If they want a trench coat, I'll be like, um, so in high school, there's this class called ROTC. Join it. You'll get a trench coat. Oh, and they'll, they'll help you out with not being a school They might change forever, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. but, to throw that, but to throw this out there really quick, uh, because I know, like, you know, my more than likely my, my parents are going to listen to this because I told them I was going to be on a pot, oh, be doing God. a podcast. I love well, they, they're, they're very when they heard I was streaming and all that, they were very encouraging. Like they're like, they're technologically very progressive um, and they, they love technology and they love learning about it. And they don't use the real name uh, on the internet. They do. Unfortunately, uh, Facebook kind of limits. You yeah, there, right? fair, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Outside yeah, of Facebook though. Like they get it fair to that. And they do right. use Facebook mostly to like organize family events and all that. So that's, you know, that's fair. That's how they get you. That's the trap. Yeah. That's right? how they get you though. 
Um, that's why Craigslist is on the download because you know uh, Facebook has that Facebook Marketplace and Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, which they is have a shame. fucking killed Craigslist with that. Like Craigslist has gone to the wayside and everyone's on Facebook Marketplace. Craigslist have, is definitely coming back. Though, I don't have because... a Facebook account and I can't use Facebook Marketplace and it's fucking huge. No, but here's no, a question: Facebook Marketplace question. has a bunch of like Chinese sellers. <laughs> go ahead, now go ahead, go ahead. Shops. Anyway, sorry. Let the guests speak. <laughs> here's a question. Can you on Facebook Marketplace solicit strangers on the internet to get a hand job in the back of a Wendy's? Almost That's Craigslist. That you can. Yeah. Or your coffee table. Don't, don't, you, there's got to be an even trade here, okay? Did, did Facebook get rid of yeah. the poke button? I thought that's what that was for. <laughs> I, I oh, man. Being poke, poke wars with a girl that you're like, I kind of like you, but I don't want to admit that I like you. So you yeah. just poke for back like and three forth. months. <laughs> but no, um, Anyways, but the, but, but to go back to what my original point was, my parents were very good, like, raising me with, like, internet content and such like that. Like, they did keep an eye on me for the most part. And, uh, you know, when it came to, like, video games and such like that, they weren't the kind of people who believed video games were evil. They believed video games were a medium. You know, they were, they were very responsible about that. Like, for example, when my father got me a copy of GTA San Andreas, he did the one thing that every parent doesn't do, which is just sit me down, explain to me that the game is not real. If I do this shit, I will ever get arrested or killed. That was it. Never got in trouble with fights or, you know, blasting NWA in school hallways. You know, just it's so basic, but they just like, and oh my God, it just drives me nuts when I hear like parents, you know, after a school shooting, just like, well, I didn't know it was happening. Motherfucker, you bought him an AR-15. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? Right. It's like um, there, there are more creative ways to get your revenge. Take it from me. In my senior year of high school, I became the editor of the yearbook. That's a lot of power. Oh I didn't. God. I abused that power thoroughly, uh, and I got my revenge. But you know, story for another day. Um, yeah. All right, Skuma, uh, best oh, new yeah. game that you played turn. in 2021. All right, well, that, that's easy. Valhalla, cyberpunk bartending action. Valhalla. Really? You played it? Oh Love yeah, it's on it's on uh, Xbox still. It's on Games Pass. You never told me you played it. Stop, stop. We have to ask the important question. Who is the best girl in Valhalla? I mean, obviously it's me, Jill. <laughs> I bless this man. He has seen the way. He has seen the light. Dude, he understands. I see, look, I own a shirt really? that says slut on it and I never wear it. <laughs> you bought the shirt? No, it comes oh. with the apartment. Oh, she has the shirt. You're talking about her. Yes. I would buy the visual. I would buy it. The yes. visual storytelling in that game is like something else. Like I love. Well, and I so you know, she'll never hear this. So, but I had a talk with Psychus uh, about this, uh -huh. and, and she was like, "Oh yeah, no, it's like standard issue. You get a government shirt that either says, you know, like you get government issue booty shorts that has like Lucy on the back, or you get a shirt that says slut on it when you turn uh -huh. 18. Yeah. Apparently, all girls have these. And if you're a boy, you get like a gray hoodie. It just says, come. Like, <laughs> um, oh, it's Valhalla Cyberpunk and, Bartender action. Yes. Oh, okay. So, and also uh, gray sweatpants. Yeah, oh, gray sweatpants. Well, yeah. With also, pink on the back. So when I turned 18, Gillette, the razor company, sent me a razor in the mail. Oh, that, fuck you. Did. I know, you know right? I got, pretty, you know what I got? Nice. A draft yeah. card. Oh, I didn't get a draft card because I volunteered. Did you immediately use it to shoot your cube or something? Like, I feel like there's a there's a sad story coming. Oh no, with no, that it was my only razor for like, uh, I didn't like I 
had really soft beard hair or facial hair i guess it's everywhere um for like mm. until i was 25 and so i just like it's called dry shaving even though you're shaving in the shower with like just water right i don't know why i don't question it but yeah i could just shave in the shower with water so because skin moisturization is very important yeah and so when i turned like 25 or so in that ballpark it was like oh i need to like really go like go at it with all the skincare stuff if i want to shave and so now i just have a barber take care of it but anyways uh uh, sorry to take over from Dylan, but uh, Valhalla, please. Oh, dude, it's just a fantastic game. Like, um, I feel so like we should describe a bar- it a little bit I at should, a high yeah, level should... for Sarge. He doesn't know yeah, what we're talking so about. It is probably the only visual novel-esque game that I have played. And it's probably the only one, unless they make a round two of it, um, that they, I ever they are. will play. They, they are making a they second are, one. They are, yeah. With all oh, so I'll play another, I will play Speaking... every single game in this genre like in this specific one that they ever come out with because there are just so many like one-off lines that t- completely tell you about the entire world speaking um, of uh, visual novels just real yes. quick um are you a fake go player now no there is a uh, a running thing in the discord as you may know that there's gag yes. gifts given out on steam uh for oh, right. my birthday i believe it was it could have been christmas dylan sent me quite possibly the best named thing i've ever seen i'm not gonna play it i don't remember what it was but it is and this is the entirety of the title of this game lewd girls leave me alone i just want to play video games and watch anime hentai edition nice (laughs) yeah no that's i remember sending you that now Uh uh-huh i always give people gag gifts whenever i know their birthday is coming up um, yeah, no, you've given me a few. Um, I forget which ones I have. I know I last year I sent you uh, the uh, uh, the bullet hell one. The, Deep Space Waifu? Yeah, I sent you Deep Space Waifu yeah. last year for... And then uh, I, I, sent, I sent somebody Heyo to a full boyfriend. This is where you're like date birds. Like Speaking in <laughs> that same vein, Boyfriend Dungeon is actually a pretty decent game. Uh, as far as games go, it's kind of uh, heavy-handed with its uh, message, but I've it's heard not the, a bad uh, game. I've heard the Colonel Sanders dating sim oh, thing God. is also really good. It's in the same vein as like Doki Doki for like good, but Doki Doki had a better like full playthrough. I think mm. it's just the I don't know. Oh, anyways, I gotta tell you. About about the cyberpunk yeah. bartending action. Yeah, my bad. So so let's go. Oh, I was gonna say so the day the night job the day job if you will of uh, Jill, not Julene, she hates that. But uh, Jill Stingray. She's got character. Is, yes, her last name is Stingray by the way. So she's badass just for that alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, she uh, you learn how to mix alcohol. Like, as a bartender in the cyberpunk, everything's a little bit fucky because they don't have, uh, you know, whiskey or anything like that, apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, what great event happened. I think they may have mentioned some. They mentioned that there's been no, like, regular-ass alcohol. It warrants multiple playthroughs because uh, making the right drinks or different drinks for people prompts different conversations, which reveals more about the world. Yeah. And it's through the lens of a bartender listening to the patron's stories that you learn anything in this game. And that's a novelty. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so it's a uh, 
like the story alone is fantastic, but all the different like things that can happen throughout are also really good. Um, yeah, no, the it is visual novel storytelling style. Um, that's not really like more extreme than that. Mm-hmm. And then the whole uh, cyberpunk theme of it really helps out because they don't just tell you like, oh yeah, this is like a you know a special eye that this person has. No, they just have a robotic eye, and that's just them. Or the cat. Well, I'm thinking specifically of the same person. She's a cat girl. Or Alma, who has like the uh, the robotic oh, the hands. hands. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the only person who's prosthetic that uh, constantly comes up is Boss's uh, prosthetic. Oh and yeah. Because the story is always different every time you ask him, even though he's definitely a twink. But we'll I, I love how. <laughs> The, the devs for this game, as an April Fool's joke, released a new game for free that was, like, all the same characters in, like, a high school setting, and it's, like, cute as shit. Like, oh, man, I've got to find that. you got to find yeah. it. Like, they just released it for free uh, on April Fool's Day, like, ha, here's our new game, guys. Just kidding. Yeah, but, like, it was actually, actually well done and endearing. <laughs> it did manage to get enough. So the it, there is actually a story, like, a goal in the game, like you as your character. Your goal is to make enough money to pay bills at each uh, checkpoint of the game. But also, you need to uh, be able to either suffer or spend uh, enough money on like items that Jill wants to make her happy throughout the course of the game. She's like, so yeah, no, it, so yeah, you either buy the stuff or you don't. Yeah, um, I actually, failed the last mission. Like I uh, didn't make rent in the last month and had to move in with the blonde girl. There's actually a boss. Yeah. There's actually a dynamic with that where when you do New Game Plus or just I don't know if it happened with the original New Game because when I played the New Game I bought everything that Jill wanted. Um, but New Game Plus, from what I experienced, is that if you don't buy her that thing, she gets distracted by this uh, this character uh, that's like this digital like Anna. S- like Anna. Yes. Thank girl. you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's a very interesting aspect because it adds this other character just by not doing something the game is telling you to do. But above all of that, the best part of the game, in my opinion, is the soundtrack. The soundtrack is just gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I listen yes. to it every day. Like, it's on my, uh, all my playlists. Yeah, it, it is hands down some of my... I'm not keen on all the music in the game but a lot but there's such a plethora of music mm-hmm. there's such that, a variety it's amazing yeah, it's, yeah it's, no it's just great like there's some that are like poppy like you know like there's some that are like punk there's some that's rock there's some that's techno and uh some that like makes me think that apex twin came up with it in a fever dream um it's truly like one of the soundtracks that i i genuinely just find memorable and the best part is that it has a jukebox system where you can put your tracks in and it actually helps you like it 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 inadvertently helps you like build your taste in the music in the bar so that the atmosphere becomes more comfortable it's a very clever subtle system that honestly deserves nothing but praise to sukaban yeah it it, like i said it's my favorite of that i played last year because uh I didn't even know you played. There were it. other That's games that I played for the first time like, last year. Like, I played Valheim for the first time last year. I played, uh, which is a fantastic game, no matter how you cut it. Um, I played. Sorry to interrupt uh, really quick, but I have to pee. I'll be right back. Continue okay. talking. Yeah, I played uh, Splitgate for the first time last mm-hmm. year, and as far as like pure joy goes, Splitgate definitely 
is the better Look game. At him, oh, his bathroom to... is tiny. Oh my goodness. If you're I listening... get to experience it with everybody else. But yeah. If, if you're listening right. to this recording you, and not watching the VOD, you would have missed what I just said. But uh, Valheim okay. and State of Decay, actually. State of Decay 2 is a really good game. State of Decay 2, I really enjoyed. Um, I did my 100 day uh, on Nightmare. Um, so and yeah no, it was really good it was really good um i enjoyed it a lot but at the same time it if you're like it's a game that gets stale after a while because the world somehow stops being threatening at a point um because you I just get really good at the game i haven't achieved that on um i don't think it's nightmare i think it's like one above that it's like the nightmare is the hardest one is it okay i'll be right back yeah. too i'm gonna close my door Okay. okay. Yeah. On the hardest difficulty, I'll just let you know the cheesiest way to handle it is get the multi-shot crossbow and uh, only use the crossbow unless you desperately need to shoot like a, a big boy blood feral or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I, I ran around it. I had enough fun that uh, when State of Decay 3 drops, I'm going to be happy with it. Like, I'll... I'll happy with the purchase if it's like a $60 game, you know? And I'll get $60 yes. out of uh, it for sure. Yeah, Sorry about State, that. Oh, you're good. Uh, we now are currently talking about State of Decay 3. Uh, yeah. the, the future game of State of Decay ah. 3. That we enjoyed State of Decay because I was mentioning that Valhalla being such a small game in comparison to a lot of the other games I played this year, still beat mm -hmm. everything out and a lot of it had to do with the soundtrack and the atmosphere and and the characters and yeah. the, Ooh, the, the overall the story, which was actually, can I mention like a, um, I'll wait for Dylan to get his headset back on. There we go. Uh, I'm back. I'm back. I'm can, back. I, can I, can I mention like a, a bit of an emotional moment I had with that game Valhalla? Yeah. Valhalla was one of those games that emotionally affected me because I've had, you know, I, I've had relationships before that didn't end really well. And Valhalla was one of the only games that has ever like like dug up it was like Adele's hello just to like to like middle-aged white women uh, <laughs> where I just started thinking about like the old relationship I had a long time ago that I just completely fucked up I don't want to get too into it um like completely fucked up and then just hearing that and relating so much to Jill about how she feels it left such a massive impact on me and I uh, you know, it's just it's just one of those games that like when it when it hits when it tugs at your like heartstrings, it tugs hard. It yes. is fantastic. And I wish there was more writing like this in games. Yeah. Oh man. So Yeah, no, the I think yeah, I wasn't going to really talk about the relationship just because it is like a huge part of Jill's story arc. And uh, yeah, who's interested should just go play the game. Like yes, absolutely it's a, play it. It's now, honestly play it a now. really short game. All mm -hmm. things considered, and this is you know this is something that I've heard about like because recently there was the uh, Dying Light two. Oh, there's going to be 500 hours of gameplay in our game. <sighs> Fuck no, there isn't. That, no, we know that's a lie from the get go. Not. Fuck off. Mm -hmm. But even still, like the length of your game doesn't make your game better. Right. Also, like yeah. the length of the game is going to depend on the gamer. Like um, Dying Light, they claim 500 hours. You're probably going to beat it in 20. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Uh, the PS2 classic Jack Three, you'll probably beat that in ten hours. I spent two hundred, like, yeah, <laughs> well, uh, on Vic, purpose because it was fun. Well, 
Vic's not here, so I get to pick on him, but his playthrough of uh, Persona 4 and Persona and 5. 5. Yeah, on Twitch. Yeah, and, and game, game Studios... Is also one that he spent countless hours on. <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, game, stu game studios just do that which is really frustrating to me AAA specifically like the most famous example being like uh the e3 or pax or what i don't remember what it was um but the presentation the announcement of skyrim and how todd howard handled that and saying oh, there's like infinite quests and all that i like i've been burned hard by that by a game recently which was which is known as I mean, you guys may have heard of it called cyberpunk 2077 mm -hmm. oh yeah uh, just that, casually. That game Might burned me so hard that I no longer have interest in AAA games. And that kind of marketing just like just flies by me. And I'm just like, I, I don't care. I just want to know what the game is about. So when I hear that shit, I'm just like, you're yeah. you're hiding something. You're hiding yeah. something. They will literally fight you over that. Yeah. I think that it was mostly people got too hyped. Just mm -hmm. like they, when they showed the release trailer, like I get it, like it was hype, and I was waiting for it just as long as everyone else. But people continued to hype it up in the circles and everything, and then it was one of those situations where it is so hyped that there were people starting to be like, "This is never coming out. This is fake." And yeah. then there were people who, no matter what the final product was, they would not be happy. I was and yeah. not necessarily like conscious about that ideal, but just there was so much hype surrounding it. Like they, it they built, they out, developed like a confirmation bias that they didn't yeah, think I it do, was going to be good. Yeah. Though I do agree that it came out uh, kind of rushed. They, they should have waited, but with the investors and when it did come out, we've talked about this on the podcast that, it was during a time where you had to strike if you were putting something out because during those lockdowns and everything, which is when it was released, the market was just primed to blow tons of money on video games and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's when they needed to drop it. Also, so CP2077 was going to release in the same weekend as fucking Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, what were they thinking? <laughs> well, one of the things I do want to mention about Cyberpunk 2077 is that I don't believe the marketing lied that the game was under development for that long. Uh, from what I saw from the interviews and from the information I could find, news articles I could find, uh, they scrapped the game many times. Mm -hmm. And... I think it was an issue. Now, this is my theory. I haven't read anything or found anything that confirms this, but my theory is that they didn't know how to approach the game with its scale and what they originally promised when they announced it at their um, their shareholder uh, meeting. Um, and the and when so much time has passed and so many other things happened within CDPR and the studio, th probably way more things that we haven't even heard of. I think it's just that the the direction that Cyberpunk 2077 had just wasn't known mm -hmm. until finally someone comes and knocking like, hey, how's that game going? And then they had to like rush to get something together right. to like do that. And then they get the investors and they had the invest investment from the Polish government and they just kind of went in that direction. And the direction it went, it was not what I was expecting. I was really hoping there would be more of um RPG elements. I was hoping it was going to take a lot from 2020, like mm -hmm. the life path system, for example, which was absolutely brilliant in 2020, where if you didn't want to make your own life path or make your own backstory, basically, you could just go through this generation system that's 
in the pen and paper with dice mm-hmm. and it can generate the story. I wish it went with that. And a, a bunch of other things that 2020 has that was brilliant, uh, like being able to make your own drugs, for example, uh, which I thought was a great idea for something like Cyberpunk 2077, where you can make your own drugs for certain situations, as long as you had like that perk and that skill. Um, but they just didn't do anything like that. And the the most salacious thing I think they did is when they changed calling the game from an RPG to an action-adventure game. At that point, mm-hmm. I was just like, go fuck yourselves. You guys had no idea what the fuck you had. Just, it's annoying. I feel bad for CDPR, like, specifically the devs. I really do feel bad because they were under the crunch. They were, they, they had to get sent back to their homes when a quarantine was happening, and they had to finish the game and remote work. But... I, I don't feel any sympathy for the flack CDPR is getting, but the one thing I wish they would stop doing is hyping up the fucking patches. Just knock it off. That is not how you're supposed to handle this situation. You're not supposed to hype up the patches. You're supposed to shut up, put the patches out when they're ready, and then that's it. I, I just wanted to throw that out there. No, um, yeah. On pen and paper, though, like traditional uh, tabletop games, I just wanted to bring it up to Dylan. Yeah real quick that he should look at the game it's on steam it's like seven bucks it's called for the king it's a three-player game or single player you can also have two people you know up to three players and it's uh it's like a D campaign and they've got multiple campaigns in it it's it's really interesting and the fact that you're only running with three people or three characters it makes it more difficult in the sense it's it's fantastic for how cheap it is mm-hmm. and it's a fun time for like just yourself or friends and it's got a lot of got a lot of cool stuff and i didn't play it in 2021 i played it in uh, 2020 okay. but, so yeah, let me tell you about my you. my adventure in the year 2021 yeah i don't want to rick you're saying Oh, uh, what? I wasn't saying anything, was I? I didn't yeah, think and then so. I was like, hold on, I want to talk oh, about... Oh, yeah, no, it's yeah. just going to be more, like... I was just going to say, you know, with uh, about the Cyberpunk release and being, you know, like, them hiding... the Essentially hiding the game until, you know, people had already bought it. That was mm-hmm. real yeah. shit. Like, there were a ton of things that <clears throat> CD Projekt Red did that was real shitty, and the game was in no way playable on release unless you had, like the top of the line system like it was fucky on all the systems i will argue with that i had zero glitches you I bought it day of yes and i do not have like a top of the line system i have a very budget i paid a uh, total nine hundred dollars but that's because i bought a new case that was a hundred bucks and it was a well, bigger case. so My- you had no problems but like this is not something that hasn't been like this is not that's been yeah this is something that everybody <laughs> like there is a ton of like uh, media on that it yeah. was broken on launch especially if you were doing like a ps4 instead of a ps5 oh yeah the yeah. console players were fucked like that's totally I, yeah they I were no means uh, hard don't i i don't think i'm like not an outlier i just think that like a lot of people are like, well, unless you had a $7,000 PC or whatever. Okay. Like, no, mine worked perfectly fine, bro. I built mine for like under 800 bucks. I had 800 bucks to build a computer. But, but anyway, Sarge, enough about this. Let me tell you about the best game I played in 2021 uh, that wasn't a early access game. And that was Cyberpunk 2077. 
<laughs> I didn't play any new games in 2021. 2021 was a shitty year for games. That was the only game that was new that I played. Island, I hate you. It was you the only like, one. <laughs> now, I was You're looking at releases, actually, right and I'm a kidding. lot of releases of 2021 were just like... Let me finish my point, Sarge. So, so real quick. Port. There are some games out there that I played that were new in 2021 that are not done yet. Like uh, BPM, like Proteus, like uh, Split. Uh, is Splitgate released or is it a bit? I don't fucking know. Uh, I also I played like Due Process. That was pretty fun too. Uh, those are great. Those are probably better than Cyberpunk, right? But like Cyberpunk was the only like single player. Ex- oh, no, that's not true. I also played Near Replicant. No, that was 2022. No, no, that just started. Yeah, Near Replicant was also like. So Near Replicant, the remake, which was very good. And probably also better than cyberpunk and then there was cyberpunk but uh i beat near replicant like all the way every ending that took a long time i played through cyberpunk twice right first i played through it on my computer i didn't have any problems but i played a little bit on day one and then i waited like three months <laughs> so if there was game breaking bugs for my system specifically i didn't encounter them because i, I must have dodged them i guess um I still encounter bugs with Cyberpunk 2077. I have an i5-8400. I have a GTX 1070 edition. I made sure everything was updated, you know, up to date. <clears throat> the problem is, <clears throat> excuse me. The problem is, is that it's so unstable and so mm-hmm. unoptimized, uh, even to this day, that it it like it can't even push past 30 on the medium settings. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes where it like goes like straight 60. Even strangely enough, like it, it stays sometimes at a consistent sixty when you're out in Night City, um, but thirty FPS when you're indoors. I don't know how the fuck you manage that, but yeah, it's like it's, the opposite of what you might expect, right? Like, yeah, and it just it drives me nuts. And what drove me nuts the most is like I get told by people when I say like the game is very buggy, um, uh, when the game was very buggy, uh, and I was telling people about it, they said, "Oh, well." Maybe it's because uh, you need a card that's like RTX. I'm not okay. Listen, mother, <laughs> motherfucker, I'm not spending you like shouldn't. thousands of dollars on a new card just to play a certain game. This is not, this is not fucking you know, uh, accelerated graphics era of Quake. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is not a game that's worth that. Now maybe the story is really good. I keep hearing the story is really good, but it is. The problem is, is that if the game is not optimized, it does not allow you to get immersed. If there is mm-hmm. too many bugs that interfere with your experience with the game, the story doesn't even matter because right. you can't get immersed in it. And but that's my and, no, that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought it up because I don't really recommend anyone play Cyberpunk. I mean, I did buy it for Victim, uh, and I did play through it twice. Uh, but it worked on my computer. I was fortunate. I also have a 1070 and a Ryzen something. Um, but like. It worked on mine with no problems, and the story, like, moved me deeply, right? Like, the story was so good that I forgave some of the shortcomings, because obviously it's not, like, a hardcore Western RPG like you might expect, right? Yeah. It was uh, more of um, an action game with RPG elements, I'll, I'll say. Because, like, there's choice, right? And I, I played through my first game, my first playthrough, I played um, as, like, a like a spellcaster guy with the cyber hacking, right? And then my second playthrough, it was all melee all the time. And it was a totally different game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I picked different starting life path. The life path didn't fucking matter, by the way. It just changes a couple dialogue choices and the intro. It does not. They could that could have been way cooler than it was. I see the missed opportunity there. Yeah. But I mean, 
I still tried two different ones, and I played through the game completely twice. The second time I played through it, I played it on a Fire Stick. You, by paying for GeForce Now, installing a third-party app store, and then installing GeForce Now on a Fire Stick and playing it on my TV in my living room. I I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. The one thing I love about Cyberpunk 2077 is, funnily enough, the soundtrack. The soundtrack is fucking amazing. I listen to it every day. As well. <laughs> you got it's Valhalla and then <laughs> I, yeah. my playlist got, has both got, like the samurai tracks and also some of the original stuff that was made yeah you got samurai you got refused doing the samurai tracks you got you got run the jewels you got you got rap boy you got grimes you got all these amazing artists <clears throat> sorry I'm, I'm I have cancer um uh-huh. but no the game is just it's like the game soundtrack is just it's brilliant. They definitely spent a lot of time picking the right songs or at least mm. producing the right songs to provide that feel for the game and the game's world. So props to them for that. They got that right. But right. everything else, uh, it it doesn't even matter mm. anymore. <laughs> I, I've, I've gone through like the, the stages of grief with Cyberpunk 2077 because I was one of those assholes who was hyped about this game like irrationally irrationally hyped I wasn't hyped at all I was like this looks cool but I was totally unaware of the tabletop game until after I played after I started playing the game and then I did a bunch of reading I borrowed some books I read through like Cyberpunk Red and I read through part of Cyberpunk 2020 Um, if you want the books go to Humble Bundle because they sell like Mm -hmm. a pack of all the books together for really cheap prices I I know a guy that just had them already and I just borrowed them Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I had physical book in hand, and I was like, "Oh, these characters existed already." Okay, right. Yeah, Dylan and I uh, have actually talked a little bit about this offline, where it's mm-hmm. like, honestly, I felt like the better story would have just been putting it in in twenty twenty and us Probably. playing Johnny's story because absolutely, uh, yeah. never fade away was the uh, included campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the everything that you did as Johnny though was honestly better. Yeah, those parts of the Johnny, game are really good. <laughs> and and the story of Johnny Silverhand in of itself is fantastic. He was a he was a veteran of the um, I believe it was the Middle American conflict, who was abandoned by the private military contractor that hired him, and him and his entire team rebelled uh, to get revenge or to fight back. I, I can't remember. It's been a while since I read it. Mm. Um, and then when he came back. Uh, and went into Night City, he started the band Samurai. So this is not just some rock star that's like really angsty, you know, like like just trying to be, you know, fuck the system and all that. No, this is a man written in story that he actually has like gripes and, and legitimate uh, problems with the state of the world and he actually wants to like fight against it and that's someone you can get behind 100 percent. even as a normal person you can get behind it because right. we have all experienced a time where we've been fucked over by something that was completely unfair but was completely out of our power and there's nothing more common that people can feel is than the feeling of powerlessness that we all encounter and i and i think that's the shining like gem of johnny silverhand that i i don't think they use the fullest potential yeah, I mean, it's definitely there. Like, I felt it, but I didn't know the source material in its full context and its potential, right? That was yeah. not revealed to me until I looked into it later, like halfway through my playthrough. It added a lot of extra context that uh, made some things make more sense, but I wasn't lost, right, mm-hmm. um, in the first place. But it, it did enrich it, the experience. 
but also, uh, I will say this. Thank mm-hmm. you to CDPR for providing the source book with the game on GOG. Um, hold on. Chat says, I think it's there. Tucker, you just didn't play that far, maybe. Okay. I need to address this because this is pissing me off now. Uh-huh. Oh, I no. don't care. Okay. <laughs> if I can't get immersed in the game, I can't enjoy the story. Deus Ex, as old and janky as that game is, is more immersive and more of an enjoyable experience. Okay. Okay. I could probably like sure. I, I tried to play Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven again. I tried, believe me. But it's just such a like such an unstable and unoptimized mess mm-hmm. that I can't soak it in. That I I, I can't get myself inside it makes me the sad. Story. Like because I it's I like, wish you could because it worked for me, but. It, that's why I don't recommend the game to people because it's not fair. Because I don't know if it's going to work on my, whoever's computer I recommend it to, and it's yeah. like it's a gamble of my uh, a gamble of my good my good record of recommending shit to people, right? And 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 yeah, it's just it, it sucks because I keep hearing all these good things about the game, and I really want to see them. Mm-hmm. But if I can't get past like like I grew up in the era of like you know halo or like you know halo when that game came out it came out stable Uh um half-life 2 it wasn't perfectly stable but it was stable enough to be an enjoyable experience i grew up with games where the expectation was when the game was out it was stable and you had Uh a cohesive experience okay um <laughs> Tucker Deus Ex is like the hot dommy mommy. Cyberpunk is like the supermodel. Pretty much. Thank There's you for your wisdom, Ice Loops. He's in the chat. Oh yeah, Ice Loops. At home. Ice Loops keeping it on with me. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Dommy Mommy 2021. Dude, no. Speaking of hot Dommy Mommy, the uh, sequel oh, no. to Valhalla, which is called Nirvana, also stylized in the same kind of with numbers and shit, uh, is As it should be. about uh, like a I think it's a single mother, but she's got like. Um, like fat tits and like a pencil skirt. It's gonna be great, dude. Oh, okay. She hey, got the thighs. Think, uh, like, oh yeah. She's gonna give Jill oh, a run for her money. Our, um, do you think our favorite um, uh, print or print media overlord is gonna come in and talk about her fat tits? Oh please, Donovan. Wait, wait. yeah, that's his name, Donovan. Because he was like, because he, he's like, yeah, tells me, Jill, me oh. as Jill, <laughs> that uh, you know. You're fine, but you don't have big tits, and that's my thing. So, uh, dude, Donovan, if he shows up in Nirvana oh, and has like a dialogue with the the main character girl, I'm gonna fucking lose it. It's gonna oh, be great. definitely be a crossover. They'll oh, definitely yeah. be a crossover. I wouldn't be shocked if the game takes place in Glitch City as well, which is for context is the setting location of of Valhalla, um, which is also really cool. I'm like I'm more interested to see more of Glitch City than I am of Night City. That's sad. Like, that is sad, and I know, I know I, I'm sorry to everyone who likes the game Cyberpunk 2077, and I'm glad you're having fun with it, but for me, I think I'm just, like, my expectations of games are just, like, way too high, mm-hmm. uh, which, honestly, I think is reasonable. Um, I will like, pray for Cyberpunk's getting better, right? But, I, like, I can't recommend it to people in good conscience, and it makes me so sad because I loved it, but... Yeah. It is what it is. Now, if you want a stable game that's also very good, uh, there's also uh, Near Replicant. <laughs> I, However, I've been meaning to get into Near. I just never got around to it. So let me tell you about that one, because um, that's definitely my number two, right? So Near uh, is part of a franchise called Dragon Dragoon, right? Or Dragon Guard for, for, in English, right? Um, right? And it's made by this crazy madman named Yoko Taro who works for Square Enix, right? So 
He's he's a troll. He's he definitely a troll. a troll. He's absolutely a troll. But I love I love this man. So <laughs> it's my probably my second favorite video game franchise of all time, second only to Armored Core, which is my favorite. It will always be my favorite. So um I'll talk more about Armored Core later if you want, if if you're unfamiliar. <laughs> uh but Dragon Dragoon, right? So first game I think came out in 2002. Um it, it was basically Dynasty Warriors, but um but with a dragon, right? <laughs> what a what a what a real what a real risk you're taking in that. I know in 2010, ripping off Dynasty Warriors, like a really popular franchise, and not doing it as good. However, what is better than Dynasty Warriors about Dragon Dragoon was the story, right? Because mm. um, the game centers around a party of like you know you know the turn like the the trope like the party of misfits they're they're not really heroes and they save the yeah, world yeah. no no there, there's no tropes in this game like um the main character is a mass murderer and the party consists of a pedophile who has yeah. raped children an immortal child and a uh, a woman who eats children lots of things I'm on board. about children I'm, I'm I'm digging this that's yeah, just the lots first of things game. about ch- or Go, happening to children in a party that has a child. <laughs> and they are part of an alliance of people that lose every battle, whatever. They're not on the battlefield because of technical problems <laughs> on the PS2 2002. Uh, so it's Dynasty Warriors. You're the only friendly on the battlefield fighting against an army of, of fucking mooks, and they are part of some cult where they worship um, these things called the Watchers, which are giant flying babies with teeth. And they are eldritch abominations that want to destroy the world, right? Don't worry. Oh, it's, it's still not at its creepiest point yet. It's not even the weirdest point yet. Like it gets no, weirder, no, and I'm not going to tell you how. Right but... notes for me. You're hitting the right notes for me. I'm already interested. So, um, if you ever want to stream this game on your PS2 emulator, I would recommend it because it is a wild ride. It's not a good game. That's the thing about Yokotaro games. It's hard to recommend a Yokotaro game, even the most recent ones that are conventionally good, because they're not. They're not conventionally good. Take the most recent one, Near Automata, right? There's you've probably seen the porn, right? Yeah, that I've I've seen plenty of source filmmakers. Oh, are we uh, gonna talk about content. video game well, porn too? Well, and Yoko <laughs> Taro asked for people to send it to him directly over Twitter, right? Like, <laughs> listen, I am always on board to talk about video game porn. Believe me, this oh, is. I was just gonna talk about talk the most recent repository up here. So, Let me tell you, Suda app get rule thirty four basically. Right, right. So right my head. Also, uh, hello, Tekker's mom. I did not start this, I swear. Uh, Hi, mom. Hi, dad. I'm I'm glad you're still proud of me. Uh, Please, please don't think any less of me. You'll you'll be plenty proud of him. Go Google search right now to be R34 image search. And look at that. You know, look at how she looks. Like, imagine. Just check out those thighs, man. I I think even my father, like, oh, my God. I'm sorry to sideline this whole thing. No, please. My dad actually got me a Japanese Eroge game for the Nintendo Switch. Nice. He did. I don't remember what it's called, but it's a pinball game. Um, where Are the flippers these... like on anime tits or something? Like, No, no. It's even worse. <laughs> this is the girl. It's even you, worse. You misspoke. You meant better. But yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but no, it was a, uh, it was a game... Where all the girls, like I, like I don't know if they were idle girls or whatever, but but whatever. Um, but it was all these girls who run a uh, an arcade with tournaments. One of the arcade owners 
accidentally turns all of them into like animal girls of some kind, uh, like they're spirit animals or something, and they're like all scantily clad, of course. Thank you, Japan. Always appreciated. Um, <laughs> and basically, you have to bring them back to their human form by hitting them with a pinball with enough vibrational force in order to change them back. And funnily enough, you have to hit it in their like crotch. Oh, nice. Sounds like a uh, sounds like Deep Space Waifu, but pinball edition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Studio Foul made a better game than this. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but no, well, um, I gifted I, Victim a copy of Subverse once for his birthday. Actually, <laughs> nice. oh yeah, on Steam. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the best part is that while I was streaming that game, <laughs> it wasn't explicit enough to not show on Twitch, of course. Um, but I, while I was playing that game, my father actually called me during the stream. And I brought him onto the stream on, on speakerphone, and I explained to the plot of it, and he said, yeah, and what's your problem with that? <laughs> and then I later on just said, there's a YouTube video um, online of this conversation, by the way, um, on my channel. Yeah, Sanran Kagura. Um, oh, I've her. seen that. I've seen. Um, yeah. he, he got yeah. me that. And <laughs> he's, and then I said to him, Dad, I want you to understand something, and usually it's you that says this. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> my dad, my dad is like such the coolest sport about it because he trolls me. Mm-hmm. He trolls me sometimes. Like that's like basically my whole livelihood is just being trolled by everybody. And now I just accept it, and I'm just a lol cow, and that's fine. It's like, why I'm would he be mad? It's like you call like your dad calls you up, and it's like, hey, dad, I'm busy. I'm looking at big fat anime titties. You want to see? Like, what is he gonna do? Be mad? Like, especially no, he- if you watch them. No, this also, is the man. This is the man who like who like showed me Rocky Horror Picture Show at a young age. Like right. he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, like it's fine. Uh, so back to Yoko Taro though. Like, let me finish this thought. Right. All right. So I'm getting to my point. So all the different Yoko Taro games, like the characters in them and all the ridiculousness that happens in those games, are actually really isolated. Like one game flows into the next, but you actually really don't need. Um, you really don't need to play the previous ones. They all kind of can be played in any order, and it's fine. Because they're so separate. They're so isolated from each other. Um, mm-hmm. And they all have batshit crazy stuff in them, right? And so Nier Automata had a lot of batshit crazy stuff in it. but And it was made by Platinum instead of um, in-house Square Enix. So the, the mechanics are pretty good. If you played a Platinum action game like Metal Gear Rising or Bayonetta, like you probably understand, like, oh, the people that made this game know what they're doing. Yeah, I understand the core of, like, their gameplay. Yeah, whereas uh, all the other games were not made by Platinum, and they were just, like, attempting to emulate what Platinum might do. And they're um, not as good. Um, it, they're all conventionally bad. And also... the style, not good. Mechanically, as an action game, Nier Automata might be Platinum's worst work. Really? Like, their other games play better. They just do. I mean, it doesn't play bad, but it's not deep, Right. Uh, you're not gonna yeah. get Devil May Cry SSS like fucking crazy stylish, right? Like uh, yeah. Near Automata's not gonna give you that. But no, it's no, serviceable. It's just gonna dodge a lot. Here's <laughs> what they need to do with Near Automata: they just have to put a sticker on it that says "Now featuring Dante from Devil May Cry 3. That would be great, I mean. actually. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because Two B is um, in a guest character in a lot of shit, right? Like Soul, she yet. was a guest character in Soul Calibur Six. I love it. Like. Wow. I play her in Soul Calibur Six, mostly for the skirt, but you know it's great. <laughs> Man, was that was that was that like male like a like male interest speaking, or is there like a pink pill here going on? No, man, she's hot. Like, yeah, fair, no, fair 
Jubi also, is the hottest non-woman that I like. It's an android, right? It's a robot. Yeah. Double so, fist and android girls. That's right. So, uh, and what's funny about Soul Calibur is that when you get the DLC characters and stuff, and or the Bane characters, um, their outfits can be put on any other female character. So Ooh. her wow. revealing outfit can be put on any of the other Soul Calibur characters if you have the 2B DLC, which is part of the Season 2 Battle Pass or whatever the fuck, right? So, that is secretly genius. That is that is actually so genius. So you like Ivy? You like Cassandra? You like the way 2B looks? Put her in 2B's leotard. I mean... The cheeks will clap. That would dude. be putting like, more clothes on Ivy. That would be putting more clothes on Ivy. You're right. That, yeah. that is a net Ivy gain of clothes. She just wears like fucking straps everywhere. Like she's fucking Adam or Eve or whatever. She wears straps. What like, about Harley Quinn? What if, wait, Ivy is in Poison Ivy, right? Oh, no, no, no. no, no, no. Sorry. Ivy is. Soul Caliber uh, Ivy. Soul Caliber oh, Ivy. Sorry. My With the whip sword and she wears like nothing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Each game, she progressively anything. gets less clothing, and her tits get a little bit bigger in each game. Like I, I have uh, Retro Arch on my Xbox. Um, I yeah. played the GameCube Soul Calibur two on the regular, and uh, she looks like a normal woman in like a bikini, like combat bikini. Yeah, and then you play Soul Calibur six, and it's like she looks like a cow with uh, fucking belts on, right? <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah. Anyways, um, anyways. So, anyway. are we gonna talk about something else? Yeah, no, I'm getting there. Just talk about more boobs. So. I'm getting to my point, right? So, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077, I'd give it first place up by default, but but second place, if you want a recommendation for me, because I can't recommend Cyberpunk to anybody, Near Replicant is a remake of a game called Near Gestalt, which is a sequel to Dragon Dragoon 1, right? Okay. So, right. bear with me here. I'm going to give you a map, right? The original <laughs> game in 2002, Dragon Dragoon, right? It had a sequel, Dragon Dragoon 2. Which is, every game has multiple endings, by the way. So the first ending of Dragon Dragoon 1 goes into Dragon Guard, or Dragon Dragoon 2, right? That is a dead end. Some people will tell you it's not canon because Yoko Taro was like a consultant, not totally in charge. That's not fucking true. It's canon, but it's a dead end. Nobody fucking cares. It's a dead end. AVGN is about to come out of a cold, dead grave to make another confusing timelines video. I swear to fucking God. Don't worry, the rest of it's a straight line. So uh, Dragon Dragoon 3, prequel. To Dragon Dragoon 1. Has five okay. endings. One of them goes to Dragon Dragoon 1. I'm not going to tell you which. Dra- and then Dragon... Uh, sorry. Near, Repl- or near Gestalt in America. Or Near Replicant in Japan. Same game, by the way. Um, sequel to the last ending of Dragon Dragoon 1. In an alternate universe. Because that's what happens in that ending. They uh, In, in the, the final ending of Dragon Dragoon 1. I guess spoilers. It was supposed to be a joke ending. And they made a sequel. But... The joke ending that they got a sequel. Uh, Dragoon follows behind the giant baby queen through a portal to modern day Tokyo and they get shot down by fighter planes. There's fallout from that event. Cataclysmic virus related pandemic fallout. And then there's there's a whole nother game. And I thought Kingdom Hearts was complicated for fuck's sake. Actually, this is still less complicated than kingdom hearts don't worry that's a high bar yeah i mean so anyways near replicant and near gestalt are only different in one way in near gestalt you play as an adult in near replicant you play as a teenager right because japan right teenage protagonist you're trying to help your little sister and they Mm -hmm. thought america's not going to get like that they like like he-man and shit so let's make it a father dad energy so yes. you, you play as an older man who cares for his, who's trying to help his sickly daughter instead of his sickly little sister, right? I think that might have been a good move. I mean, it, it was well received at the time, um, and near replicant 
the the current remake that's available on Steam and all current platforms, uh, is a remake of the Japanese version where you play as the brother, which was never dubbed in English before, uh, and now okay. is. Everybody in the other version, the English version, reprised their roles. It was really good voice acting, by the way. Um, top-notch work. And then they got a new, two new voice actors to play the main character because there's a time skip where he's a little bit younger and then a little bit older, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas in the Papineer version, he's just old the whole time, right? <laughs> so, but they... I'm, I'm already having a hard time following you, dude. <laughs> so, that is a remake. And then a sequel to the last ending of that game is Near Automata. It's 11,000 years in the future. <laughs> I'm sorry. Rick looks just absolutely miserable. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know this story because I, I've one. We've talked about it in person, and two, I don't remember why, but I ended up on the Drakengard wiki. Oh no! And like three hours later, I emerged. <laughs> it, it does I that read to a, you, right? I read a novel online, and it was great. And I know the Drakengard stories, and I know the different routes, and I know that everybody dies and nobody's happy all yeah. the time. Forever and always. The wiki begs lots of questions because there's so many like weird trivial facts about Drakengard, the franchise. Like, why are there no happy endings? Why is Kaim a mass murderer? Why is 2B 400 kilograms? Why does Kai and A have a dick? Nobody fucking knows. I mean, we do. There's actually explanations for every single one of those things I just said. But it's all part of the game. And it's a fucking great game. I love the memes about 2B being uh, 400 kilograms because uh, what what was it? The Everyone wants the her to SpongeBob? sit on her face. Yes, the SpongeBob meme about that, the Squidward one. The yeah, Squidward with the sunken head. Like, yeah. Yes. There are more polygons in 2B's ass than there are in the entirety of the Ocarina of Time. Yeah, that's not a joke. That's not a joke. And yeah, I was blown away by that. I was like, so that is a really fat ass. But yeah. I have good news for you, Tekker, is that you can play these games in any order and not suffer at all. Ooh, so I mean, you will suffer, but for different reasons. Yes. <laughs> my favorite my favorite Steam review of Near Automata, it's one of the top recent reviews, is I brought the tissues, but I didn't think they'd be for tears. <laughs> I listen, I, I suffer from my fucking chat enough as it is, as well as as well as from Jones, so Well, your chat will enjoy you playing this game, then. I'm telling you, it's a great idea. No, yes, uh, right. it's a happy ending of sorts. Let's, let's move on from robot ass, please. Moving on from robot ass, let's get into some other topics. I know. I mean, we could talk about different ass because uh, this happened between our two weeks, right? The Italian Senate. The respect my no, no, father we, we and my mother has right now is lowering already. Let's just please. I promise. Oh. In the last episode, we covered the Italian Senate covering Man, Tifa. I forget what we talk about on the podcast and what we talk about in real life. I want to talk about the Italian Senate thing. I oh, okay. okay. Perfect. We'll bring it up again. <laughs> Let's hear it. I mean. Okay. Uh, should I should I break the ice? I want I want to know, Tekker, Final Fantasy VII, who's best girl? Tifa. I mean, so. she's all right. <laughs> Who's your best girl? I got a thing for brunettes. Give me a prank. Okay, okay. I, I prefer uh, Yuffie to Tifa, but that's all right. They're all brunettes. 100%. Every single one of them has brown hair. Yuffie is the best, hands down. <laughs> a question, I thought Barrett was best girl. A, a question I want answered, though. Fair, fair. People Let's who have talked about this, okay? Because I have not looked too much into it, but I really want to talk about it. Okay. What happened okay was it hacked did somebody leave it open does anybody know why it showed up um i don't actually know those deep details but i watched the video in depth i gave it a good inspection 
for having known. Uh, and it looked to me... Don't worry, his wife was present. I showed her the video. She thought it was great. Um, so, <laughs> Hey, honey, check out this great video from the Italian Senate. <laughs> you don't believe me? Ask her. She's at Irony 2 and 2 at ShitPosted.club. So, <laughs> um, so this video, right? So the Italian Senate, uh, they were in a Zoom meeting. I use Zoom at work, so like I kind of have a pretty good idea of how it works. It's kind of like Jitsi Meet, which we're using right now. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah, I've used Zoom as well. It's basically the same thing as Jitsi. So the weird okay. thing is I, I believe uh, somebody was sharing their screen. Uh, and they were sharing their whole desktop, which means whatever they put on the screen uh, is what oh. shows. So they probably had like a PowerPoint. It was probably on a different monitor, but they were showing the monitor with the porn and it was full screened. Yeah. And when you full screen an application and then you tell Zoom, show my whole monitor, you don't get the green border of safety telling you what's in view. So and this was like a dark side fill kind of scenario. I here. think so. Because yes. in Zoom, when you're sharing your screen, you're sharing your entire desktop, you don't get the green border. If you just share a window, you get a little green border pointing out which one you're sharing. Yeah, and sure. when you're sharing, you don't get a feed of your screen share. Everyone else does and you don't. Yeah. You just have to trust that it's working. Yeah. I, yeah, no, he, he, he screwed up there uh, with that. And the worst part is how long it lasted before somebody was like, hey, dude, dude. <laughs> I know. I was honestly, you know what would have been better? What would have been better if Too Mad crashed into it? Who's Too Mad? Man. I forget that. Who's that? Oh, Too Mad. Let me tell you about the glorious Too Mad. He's like the the current generation of Filthy Frank, basically. But he's like, I, I hate comparing him to Filthy Frank because he's his own like content creator, his own identity. He's like. Imagine if ADHD was personified in a fat Canadian black man. Okay. That's basically okay. too mad. And I, Isn't he I, the guy that Zoom bombs those meetings? Yes. yes oh, I'm familiar. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I say this, like, with respect. As somebody who has been on YouTube since I was, like, in middle school, um, I have massive amounts of respect for too mad because he is – bringing that edge that youtube has been missing and not only that youtube has been like avoiding like crazy and some of the things that he does like i don't particularly find funny like i i, I think it's just my age mm -hmm. like even at 27 i don't think all of his stuff is funny but he is definitely hilarious at his best like his sleep streams where his viewers will play like any sound file they want and they just like keep him awake for fucking eight hours it's like it's like a fucking um it's like a fucking guantanamo bay torture stream Ooh. it's amazing and yeah, that sounds rough <laughs> it's, it's rough but it's so funny um but yeah i love too much from the ice poseidon playbook mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah do do a couple lines of coke and stay up all night and then pretend that you're going to sleep make people give you money while this happens yeah and uh and um and uh do it run a crypto scam and then just admit it in an interview oh my god <laughs> fucking ice poseidon he fell off and was like i, don't I know never knew him I, I i've heard of ice poseidon but like i never really cared like Neither did I until like Moist Critical did a video on him, um, and I learned about Ice Poseidon a little bit more. Um, literally, the only thing I heard about Ice Poseidon was uh, Tyler One referencing him. Um, but yeah, Ice Poseidon is like a genuine piece of shit. Like, there's a lot yeah. of streamers that I consider to be like genuine pieces of shit. We can talk about like you know Twitch a little bit. People, um, people would. Uh, he he first started getting like really popular, popular yeah. quotes. Because he got uh, 
fucking swatted a few times in very public places, right? Yeah. Like and at a restaurant or whatever, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden after that, and he saw his numbers go up, suddenly things would start getting leaked or whatever, or people yeah. would figure out where it was. And one of them was in an airport where he got on like local news and everything. And it was like, yeah, bro, you, I, he was definitely paying people or some Absolutely. shit. Absolutely. The problem with Ice Poseidon is that you can't trust anything he says unless he fully admits to it in like an interview. Um, but I, 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 Dylan, I hope you don't, I hope you don't mind, but I, I kind of want to get on the topic of Twitch really quick because I did make an announcement. I was going to be switching over from Twitch to Serious Poster Club. Yeah, let's talk about that. Ooh. So yeah. for those who don't know, uh, on listening to the audio, because I know that's our audience, right? Because uh, podcasting, I'm going to get to podcasting meta soon, by the way. Um, but uh, so Serious Poster is a SciTube uh, instance. I explained this last episode too. So SciTube is a piece of software you can host on your own server that lets you basically, if, if you anybody remembers Google Plus and Google Hangouts, it's where you can simultaneously stream YouTube videos and watch them together. But like if you've got a place that stores media that can stream it to a source like a, like a Plex server or like a, a CDN – uh, like Moon has set up for us, like you could stream, like we're doing here, or you can play movies. I yeah, mean, it's very open. Yeah, you could do a lot with it. Yeah, you could literally just take the link and put it in VLC, and it just have it run, which is fantastic. That's how I think streaming services should be. Now, with Twitch, I've been on Twitch for over a year now, and I started off doing like streaming every day, and which was great. I, I really loved it. And then I started moving on to like Fridays to Sunday because I, I started working again, thankfully. Um, and just like the the pile up of all my time being taken away, like it just you know it, this shit gets on your nerves. Like after a while, like I'll do respect to my community and I love my community very much. Like the people who have stuck with me uh, for so long, uh, they're just amazing. Um, but eventually, like y- you don't want to be Twitch streaming like all the time because then you feel like you're just putting your whole life out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some personal things that you really want to talk about, but you can't talk about on the internet because, you know, you don't know who's watching, but Twitch specifically is a platform. I think it's just deteriorated so much over the past few years. And the reason why I'm switching over to serious poster is because no DMCA enforcement to the point where it completely ignores fair use. Um, well, no... to be fair, let me, let me like double click on that, right? There's no VODs. There's no VODs. There's to no DMCA VOD. again. So, like, either they bitch at you for doing something DMCA-able live, which is going to be brief and short and they'll never find it, or um, mm. or nothing. Like, there's no VOD. <laughs> yeah, which is, which is fine. I'm fine with that being the compromise. Like, I am fine with it being the compromise of having to save the VODs. Uh, I'm, I'm going to run out of this space pretty quickly, but um, I'm fine with that. But the problem with Twitch nowadays, like way back when, like the Justin TV era and such, it was really great because it was a new thing. And one of the earliest stream channels I used to follow was four player podcast. And I thought it was brilliant, the idea of live streaming to an audience and just chatting with people. So that I was hooked on. And ever since then, I've always been fascinated with live streaming. Um, But the problem with Twitch now is like it's got a YouTube problem that's even worse where there's so much corporate interest and there's so much marketing. There's so much advertisers are just like Mm -hmm. they're just restricting people from being fully creative with it. Now, granted, we sometimes get streamers that break the mold and do something fantastic like Jerma, for example, with the dollhouse stream. That was brilliant. 
I thought that was amazing. And for those who don't know, Jerma did a stream where he basically did like The Sims, but himself was a Sim and the chat basically control him, which was genius. Reminds me of the Pokemon thing they did too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Switch plays Pokemon. Phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was brilliant. It was Praise Helix. Yeah, Praise Helix. And it takes me back. All right. But the problem is, the problem is, is like those moments that really demonstrate. The potential of live streaming because I think there's a lot more you can do with live streaming, a hundred percent. But Twitch seems to be like avoiding that significantly now. At least with YouTube, there's still like some silver linings with YouTube. With, with Twitch, there's no silver lining. And I and some people may make the may make the claim that I make a, a substantial amount of money with Twitch, which I don't. I I, I get like a hundred dollars a year roughly uh-huh. with the payout system through ads and prime subs which i'm very thankful for for the donations i actually made more from donations than i did ever getting from twitch and and that doesn't have to stop if you move platforms like the donation exactly. can be like, totally separate yeah like the plan is like i'm gonna like i already have a paypal that's open that people can donate straight to i have crypto addresses on my main website tucker.live and i'm also planning on getting a patreon because i know some people favor the subscription model but I would prefer if it was like a one dollar minimum, so that anybody can put in like as much money as they want to. That seems more fair to me than what Twitch is forcing. And Twitch, for those who don't know, when someone subscribes to you like without Prime, it's like five dollars a month. But Twitch takes half of that. They take two dollars and fifty cents. You get two dollars and fifty cents, which is fine, but it still seems a bit egregious to me in some ways. And also the other thing I don't like about Twitch is the ads. It just constantly happens and it ruins the flow of a stream. Mm-hmm. And it's just frustrating. Now, there are, there are some streamers that are like doing really well on Twitch. Like one of my f- personal favorite streamers and favorite people to collaborate with is All Bones Jones. And I've known him since I joined Shipposter Club. And he is collabing me still. And his growth is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. His growth is... And he's tied up in your basement, right? Like. No, I mean, he's not tied in my basement. He's more of just holding me hostage by not paying rent for living in my fucking closet and making meth. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I, I, with seriousness, I have a massive amount of respect for Albums Jones because Jones is so honest about his self-interest, about making money from Twitch, that it's respectable. Uh-huh. Um, and he's genuinely funny. He's very technically apt regarding with streaming and with all these other tools. He's, he knows... I, I, and he's also very like brilliant with certain subjects like Dark Souls, for example. He was actually credited in a GitHub post of a Dark Souls 2 trainer because of his knowledge of animations for Dark Souls 2. Hmm. That's not a joke. I actually thought he was bullshitting until I looked it up and it was true and I showed it on the stream. So Jones, like those few streamers, like Album Jones, for example, I see them as being very successful on Twitch because they break the mold, they do their own thing, and they basically are in a position where Twitch is like, oh, well, they're successful, so we can't really do anything until they said the uh-huh. until they say the N word, um, and or any word that ends in ER for that matter, and the strict moderation that no one that even Twitch doesn't know who moderates the channels, like not not like channel moderators that the streamer sets, but like twitch's platform as a whole it's driven me nuts and has really left a sour taste in my mouth as to what i want to do like because i don't want to just talk about games like i love games don't get me wrong or i love talking about virtual reality for example and i like 
I'm like a thesaurus. I'm like a dictionary of yeah. virtual reality. I'm like a history. You, you are a, a VR in uh, a Valve Index haver, right? Like, yeah, I'm I'm a VR enthusiast. Like I started off like my first experience with VR was the Dev Kit One, and we can talk about that in a little bit. Um, and I can share my experiences and also my thoughts on virtual reality as well. Um, but Jones, like of all the things that Jones has done so far and how fast he has grown and was such like even his streams, like they're not even like 1080p, like his streams, like his computer is very limited on it, but with those limited resources, he's able to build this so impressively. So I have nothing but respect for Jones and I wish nothing but, but utmost, like nothing but success for Jones on Twitch. If he's happy doing it and he's doing well on it, Godspeed to him. Keep fucking trolling. Keep fucking, you know, being the parody because he's kind of a parody of other people. Also, like, it doesn't mean you can't collab with him, too. Like, um... no, exactly. Like, I'm not banned on Twitch. So I can still collaborate with him, which means, you know, I can still like tune in and all that. People can, you know, go to my. For for example, during Gamescom, right? Victim streamed on his Twitch channel the coverage. I was in a voice channel with him. uh, And then I streamed Mm -hmm. on Sirius Poster and I I covered the same shit. We were just talking together, covering the same show. It's fine. And that's how it should be is like multiple platforms like streaming together, like YouTube and Twitch and, and so forth. I want more diversity of platforms that people can have more options to pick from. But also, I think these platforms have a responsibility to have an open forum for people to talk and report about whatever they want. Um, as long as it's not exploiting people, of course. But, mm-hmm. you know, platforms, they can't really do that because they have too many interests, which, but with Serious Poster Tube, I feel I'll be much more comfortable. Right. And, Serious Poster Tube is run by the same guy that runs Shit Poster Club, and he does it as a charity because he wants it to exist. Um, yeah. If you I, want to know more I, about his intentions, just ask him like directly. I love He's Moon. super open. Moon is just fantastic. He is the nicest person you'll ever meet. Oh, my God. And he is super helpful. It doesn't mean and, all your followers and everyone who likes you can follow in your footsteps because Moon isn't going to open this to everybody to do the streaming part because that will cost money, right? Yeah, it, it, he, he restricts it, which I'm fine with because with it being an independent platform, like that makes sense because, you know, like I run my own, well, I don't own it. I, I rent a VPS to um, host my server, my web server for Tucker.live mm-hmm. and the amount of resources that you can consume on that like really build up. Right, and and it's not the it's not the resources that get you. It's also the hosting costs. And if your bandwidth goes over, they charge you more than right. that, and that always gets. You. But anyways, that's enough I have to say about Twitch and stuff. If you want to move on to the next, no, topic. it's cool, and I'll I'll, I'll uh, cut a highlight uh, and and post that one separate if you want. Like, thank you. You thank can you. share it and stuff. It'd be good. No, I like that. Um, so serious poster here to stay. I hear an echo. Do you hear an echo? Who's echoing? Where? It sounds like it's like What? Is it Sarge? Sarge, are you are you having technical issues? Yeah, it's Sarge. Oh, Sarge is having an echo. Mm-hmm. Am I? Oh, your sound is all off, dude. Holy shit! It sounds like going through the well of hell. Oh, like are you are you hearing the uh, fucking death wind that's outside? That might be a thing. The- I thought Arizona was bad. It sounds like Oklahoma is a fucking hellscape. What the fuck? Uh, we're apparently we're apparently supposed to have snow, and the wind right now is very upset. Oh boy! Right. Well, yeah. it sounds okay now, so I think we're okay. Yeah, um, I'm moving my mic further away from the window. So. Please do. Please do. Holy shit. Um. 
Anyway, 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 anyway. Uh, we're going to speed run the agenda because we had an agenda, but we're two hours in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there are some things that if we don't hit now, we're not going to hit next week. Because either. in two weeks, it won't be relevant. So let's start with yeah. Reddit. Oh, Reddit. Anti-work was a shit show. Let's talk and about it. it. So, so let me set the stage, right? So there's this subreddit. I, I want to talk about it because it was hilarious, right? So r slash anti-work. Now, first of all, in before Reddit, you know, like... I get it. Reddit's a horrible website. They killed the modern internet forum. But I'm mm -hmm. kind of stuck with it because there's a lot of games like Planetside and Warframe that I really like. And uh, they don't either they don't have official forums or their forums suck. <laughs> and yes. some good porn occasionally on Reddit as well. Yeah. It I is... mean, I'm sure we can find some Italian-based porn right now. <laughs> Reddit is one of the biggest porn sites in the world. That's actually where most of their money comes from. But that's besides the point. Um, so Reddit, the world's number one porn site. Uh, also the... Uh, has a bunch of other problems too. <laughs> yeah. Um but besides the point, there's a there was a subreddit that's kinda old. It's called R slash anti work and it was created by a group of people who are the moderators who um they had a lot of ideas about like work being bad and whatnot, but it was recently blown up in popularity, one of the fastest growing subreddits after a popularity boom where um where uh what's it called? Um people like you, let me start over. Let me start over. Take take your time. Take your let me, time. Let me take my time. Right. So there's this idea on the internet. Maybe you've heard of it called the Great Resignation. Right. People who work shitty jobs are quitting in mass, and some people with good jobs are quitting too. Right. Uh, but it's mostly people with shitty jobs, uh, and then they're immediately getting rehired because no, everyone's quitting. So it's like either like it's weird. Like, some people, they can afford to do it. Some people can't afford to do it, and they're doing it anyway. It's it's a weird time that we live in, this great resignation. And oh, yeah. Our anti-work is where a lot of these people settled on Reddit to share stories of triumph, where they, like, quit on the spot after their boss asked them to work a day off or denied them time off or something, right? Or um, they quit because somebody else quit, right? And, and shit like that. And, um, like... It's generally people who want to work, but they don't want to work for bullshit, and they don't want to, and they want to be respected in the workplace. But they're talking on a subreddit that was created specifically to, you know, abolish work. <laughs> yeah, which is, which is counterproductive. If it was like a subreddit that was about like focusing on like the uh, the issues of the modern workforce, like especially in the service industry mm -hmm. and all that, which I have a lot of experience in, that's part I'd of the story, board. right? So yeah, that kind of subreddit has now been created because of what we're about to explain. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let, let's let's not uh, be dumb about this. That's what that subreddit was created for, right? To talk about like we need to get with the rest of basically Wait, -work? The civilized. Yeah. No, no anti-work was created multiple say, years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was created the way long time ago, and people who were in it at the time of creation were saying, "No, work is bad." Yeah, we should have a workless society, right? And then uh, it got commandeered by the great resignation people that were quitting their jobs. They didn't have anywhere to, to brag about it. It was like the, the sub that matched the best. Now, mm -hmm. these people have since worked to a different sub called, uh, I think, Workers Reform? Or Worker Work Reform? Reform, something like that. You know, that one also already existed, but it, it was wasn't, kind of tangentially yeah. related to anti-work, so they kind of... It wasn't the know, popular one, and so... Yes, it wasn't the popular one. So anti-work got the attention of Fox News. They sent a mod mail to the mod team of anti-work and said, hey, we'd like to interview you about you and your movement. And uh, the moderators were like, yeah, send this person. And um, 
So uh, we'll send the original. The, the moderators, uh, like I just explained, that subreddit existed for a different purpose. For like the idea is that nobody should have to work. Work is stupid. Whereas the people that are making the news, the reason why the sub is popular are people who want to work, but they don't. They want to be respected and they want rights, right? Um, two totally different things. So mm-hmm. the people, the person who got interviewed, um, did not represent the, founder. the people that were making the sub popular, and it made them upset. The interview was really awful, and uh, the subreddit got locked down, and everyone left. Should I also add in that the guy, the moderator that they actually got, I want to ask the audience listening to this or watching this right now, think of the most stereotypical form of a Reddit moderator. That was the guy they got in the interview. Yeah. It was yeah, a the show. biggest neat that you could possibly get. He, uh, or I say he, sorry, she, they, they are, have declared they are a woman. But that so wasn't clear was in the Fox that. interview because they didn't actually mention that in the, at all. They yeah. just referred so to this I person just... by name and like made no mention of their identity. Yes, so which was very strategic on Fox News' part because they they knew yeah. they'd get in trouble if they fucked that up. Yeah. Well, no, if they if they you know did one way, they would get in trouble with people like the LGBTQ right. community. And, and if they did it the other way, their viewers would have been mad. Right. Yeah. yeah no, they, no, they, they wrote, how, they how did dare the, you? That's a man type shit. Yeah. yeah. They did the best thing they could do. The biggest yeah. problem with this is like these were like the biggest softball questions ever. And the 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 person they were interviewing just folded like an omelet. Oh yeah. It was awful. Just, <laughs> and they had to ba- like and this person's like buffing their numbers. They you know, I work 10, 20 hours, 20, 25 hours a week. But the Reddit oh, post history of their account proves otherwise. It was actually 10 hours. Also on their Reddit history, they oh. have admitted to being uh, a rapist. <laughs> Literally they, guilty of this, sexual assault and kind of sorry about it. Yeah, well, I'm, this I'm pretty sure was a Jeff terrible Walter choice. Waters is also that way. I mean, cares. Maybe. it doesn't matter. That's not the story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow. If if yeah, if Waters is a terrible human being, Waters is a terrible human being. However, Waters is not trying to do a movement to save the planet, so to speak. Well, if we're digging, if we're bringing up, not digging, uh, people's pasts based on their things, like we should at least do both sides, right? So I don't think so in this case, because normally that would be true. But this is Fox News. I kind of expect their anchors to be shitty. But the point is, is that oh, yeah. they should have like anti-work. The people that represent the workers reform people probably could have folded that Waters guy, right? Uh, like get one of those like right. workers' rights people in there. They would have like done yeah. way better than this Doreen was, person. Like, he, she, yeah. whatever. He, she, whatever. Like it just seemed like there was no prep work for the interview. Yes, a disheveled Ab- appearance, not staring at the camera with a messy room Poor and shaking and- on camera. Like it was like, why did you send this person? Did you not have a better moderator or representative of yeah. this community? They did. The, the best representative of Reddit, hands down, that has ever happened was uh, I can't remember his fucking name. The guy with the sweater. I know who you're talking about the the Redshirt the guy? GameStop in front of Congress guy. Ken Bo. What? Ken I thought you were talking. I thought you were going to bring up Ken Bone, which yeah. I would have. No, happened. no, no. Uh, 
the the guy who basically went in front of Congress on the the whole Robin Hood scandal thing, and was like, "No, I just like the stock." We're oh, the, the Wall Street bet guy. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That was great. Absolutely, there, there have been guy. great people like in tech. Like Zuckerberg's another good example here. Zuckerberg's a terrible lizard man, and <laughs> he shows up in front of Congress in person. He wears As a, a suit. robot. He, yeah. He's got know, a he, booster seat on his fucking chair. Maybe. He's got to keep coming, man. Oh, yeah, oh, he does. He does. Right, he right. did not blink that entire time. But Zuckerberg shows up and he comports himself and conducts himself with dignity and, you know, you he, know, he folded Congress <laughs> fundamentally. Yeah, he, he, he knew that's a low he bar though because he was the guy who founded the fucking platform so uh-huh. he already knew it and he but he still probably did still some like prep work on how like okay how does this procedure go like very very basic like common sense things like even shit like i asked dylan uh-huh. where i was like before we start the stream we're like okay is there a prep time is there like do we have to like you know start start work using the softwares to make sure that it's working or anything like that just basic common sense shit where yeah. you prepare yourself for those kind of interviews i won't deny I, i'd be terrible with like i'd be terrified of being in front of like a channel like that and mm-hmm. being live on interview would you, yeah. take you know, a shower first <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah i would show up in full grease mode and be looking like mm-hmm. the most nasty human being ever like That's kind of what world. happened is the problem yeah. like <laughs> and, then, and, my, and my goal would be uh 100% like I would I would prep for it but I would show up looking ragged as shit just to just to do a I think it was Nancy Grace had uh two chains on uh-huh. and was treating him like he's just some dumb human being who grew up in the hood and he's dumb as shit uh two chains was like the valedictorian of his high school and graduated oh, with honors and everything. Dude is smarter than shit and just rolled her. Now, she wasn't like trying to make a huge point or anything, you know, to be like gang violence or anything like that. I can't even remember what the topic was, but man, he just, or oh, it was great. Or Twisted Sister, like the singer of Twisted Sister that went in front of Congress to uh, address like Al Gore and his wife's like criticisms on the music industry, um, especially yeah. to Sister. That was a satanic seen... panic, right? Like, yeah, yeah, satanic panic, which was absolutely hilarious to see the media circus on that, like the old archive clips. Or you um, could go the route of uh, Mr. Rogers, which would be like, okay, I'm going to get clean and everything. Yeah, or dude, even, D. Uh, Schneider, Twisted Sister, he showed up in a suit, all like groomed and proper. Like, it reminded me of Kevin Mitnick in a little way because Kevin Mitnick, when he showed up to court, like he was all dressed up in a oh, suit too. Kevin yeah. Mitnick, and everyone was like... expecting Kevin Mitnick to look like Doreen from Antiwerp, right? Right. You... Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, but you him to whistle into a fucking phone. Like, there's and... procedure. Well, one at a time. Move. One at a time. Rick, you first. No. Talk every... <laughs> but, uh, Everybody. <laughs> but no. the... Uh... No, you just... There are procedures. Like, if you're showing up to... If you're showing up to court... You know, you wear nicer clothes. You yeah. don't, because you're going to be regarded better by the people that you have by to impress. You know, the, the jury. House. Yeah, the jury, the judge. It, the people who matter at that point in time are, you know, the people that are deciding your fate. Uh-huh. I now need to buy a tailored tuxedo just in case I ever find myself. 
Tuxedos are weird in court. Why not? 100%. 100% weird in court. But it's also, if carried with confidence and you're speaking eloquently and prepared and everything, it is such, such a fucking dominant move. Like, I know. You'll, oh. you'll, you'll show up to court looking like fucking Winston Wolf. Like, I saw you'll show oh. up and he'll forgot yeah. to uh, undo the uh, step. Like the fabric in the back, so it just all stuck no, together. That, and the flaps were stuck. Together. I got a cummerbund. I got. <laughs> oh, what were you in the choir? Were in the choir? Yes, I was in the choir. In fact, I have. Uh, I think. Uh, irony. I think irony got them for me. Uh, if I recall correctly, which one? Two of the advanced choir. They had these. Um, no tie bow ties one oh our high school was oh. blue and gold so you had right. gold and blue and they're very sparkly and i have both of those somewhere i bet you look fabulous in them absolutely so um, I, okay. i'm sorry to interrupt i just want to say from chat i would show up in a kimono and a sword trying to whack the camera that would be funny too <laughs> honestly ice pop <laughs> Uh, ice pop. Well, you study ice politics. Ice slops. Ice I don't know why I called you ice pop. I'm sorry. Well, Please forgive well, me for dishonoring well, you. you. Ice pop. Wake the fuck blade. up, samurai. Whack the camera. No, that's great. I'm sorry. Forgive <laughs> <laughs> uh, cyberpunk because it hurts him. No, anyway. Okay. So we we do need to rapid fire at least a little bit. Is right. there anything else we need to talk about on anti work? I just want to point out that, you know, uh, I, I don't actually mean any disrespect to this poor soul that got that went on Fox News unprepared. Like, I mean, you could have at least showered like you're representing a movement that uh, some people think is really important. And that's the reason why they hate you now. And that subreddit yeah. is doomed. You'll probably get a, get a better lots. webcam, get better lighting or yeah. just turn your whole a, monitor white. A great example of what not to do. Like, um, if you're representing some sort of fringe, like, labor movement, and Fox oh, News yeah. wants to make an example of you, and you want to, you should be folding them like an omelet. Don't make, don't get folded. Like, uh, something more. <sighs> or, you know, just be able to stand your ground. Like, Jesse, something more topic, is Jesse Waters like, that in... challenging? Like, uh, it... I mean, <laughs> no. maybe no. in the normal sense, but. His, his whole thing is uh, try to make people look stupid, and he. Yeah. greatly succeeded um like sorry you, you obviously hate this jesse waters dude i don't know anything about him like tell me what give me the dirt like okay so um who was the rapist like the serial <laughs> rapist who didn't get fucking fired for way too long on fox news i can't remember his name uh, o'reilly uh, o'reilly bill o'reilly bill o'reilly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so, so uh, many of them for, for the longest time, he was like the on-street correspondent for Bill O'Reilly, right? And his whole purpose was to like, uh, who's the dickbag that's like, this is a thing, change my mind, right? He that was that guy. guy. That, who was that guy? That guy was. Um, I know what you're talking about. I don't he know was effectively name. that guy, right? Gotcha. And he would go to college campuses and be uh, like, "Do you think everybody needs health care?" And then he would like crowd. You're thinking people. you're comparing him to Steven Crowder, Crowder by the way. That, yeah. I remember his name then, now. <laughs> he was, yeah, you're talking about like the the college student. Yeah, he, that it's the same thing. He, he would go there and he. So this would Jesse ask Waters like, guy played a similar yeah. role to what Crowder does on YouTube, but for Except Bill O'Reilly's Fox TV. Yeah, and then when gotcha. Bill O'Reilly got fired, he okay. took over a show because reasons. But it was so. Yeah, you're just, saying Bill O'Reilly was a rapist? Are you saying like they ran trains on girls? Or like what happened? Like what's what's the no, accusation? No, uh, Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly has something like 40 documented, I believe, uh, cases of people reporting him to Fox News being like, look, he's made unwanted, 
multiple times we've told him sexual advances uh he's groped us and so on and so forth and the issue for the longest time was he wasn't punished for it because he was the big dick around there right right we'll never and, beat his record though yeah. <laughs> r.i.p but but he uh yeah he he basically was the money maker for the longest time and until it came to somebody who ended up like actually suing Fox and him and a few other things there was issues and at that time it was during the height where uh fucker Carlson and some of the others were actually gaining more and more sponsors but uh along with the suit that was filed it got a lot of media attention, uh, not like typical media, but internet media attention where they, <laughs> where they, uh, basically people went and were like, Hey, look, we're going to start targeting your advertisers and mass sending yeah. like uh, properly. He was, he was effectively canceled and then got his ass handed to him in court. Okay. So, that's what happened. Yeah. So this Jesse yeah. Waters guy is a conspirator to this asshole, right? Yeah. And then gotcha. he took over his time slot and show and he he basically runs the same like principle mm-hmm. as what his previous segments were. His whole thing is like try to make people look stupid. I believe he still actually goes out on the street and does that shit. Always too, and, man. Like, you know, a master and, and an apprentice, one to desire the past. <laughs> Fuck, I'm yeah. sorry, I'll stop. They, they, needed, <laughs> they needed that win because mm-hmm. it, it, I'll, I'll give it to him that it's a win. It's, I think it's a lot more minor than people think. But mm-hmm. when they invited bernie sanders in front of their audience they had home field advantage they brought in their fans did bernie fold them like an omelet not only folded them (laughs) but bro when he was talking like he was talking to i think it was hannity or some shit right Mm -hmm. in front of like a live studio audience like they had actual fox news fans there and Hannity was like, what do you think about this terrible plan of like he was setting it up and Bernie was like, well, of course, I think everybody should have free health care and da 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 da. And he went on and the audience was like, oh, we're going to we we really like this. Like we're hearing this guy talk for the first time and not just Sean Hannity be like, he's an evil communist, socialist, evil bastard. And it's like those two things. First of all, don't they're not the they're same. They're not quite the same. Um, like, hold on a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, really, hey, you know the old ru- rules. Socialism uh-huh. is one step closer to communism. That's what they say. <laughs> so but, I, I have a theory. I have, I have a theory, Sarge, and then we'll move on to another topic. Uh, so yeah. uh, I have a theory that this feels like a bigger win than it is because I think you're right uh, on, on a few things here. But uh, I think the win is exacerbated by the fact that uh, – there's a lot of people who probably don't watch Fox News who had a vested interest in this interview because they participated in anti work. And so they watched it and they memeable. saw Doreen get folded like an omelet, right? Yeah, it's also very memeable. <laughs> so that's fair. Yeah. Um, I think it just exacerbates the problem because th- those people that care about that fumble probably don't watch Fox News on the regular or ever. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, speaking about uh, and, memeable things specifically because yeah. I've been noticing them and uh, cancellation because we were talking about Bill O'Reilly. Uh, Spotify and right. all of that. Let's talk about Spotify. That's on. actually one of the agenda items. So uh, Quickly, I, switch topics. So let's switch topics yes. real quick. So you may have heard <laughs> of a, 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 pod, a thing called podcasting, right? And that's what we do, right? 
Uh, and there's wait, a, wait, wait, wait. What's a podcast? What's a podcast? What so there, there's a podcast. There's a guy that does podcasts. You, you maybe you've heard of him. He's kind of small time. His name's Joe Rogan, right? Uh, um, yeah, I oh, think I've heard. Yeah, so I need to give some context because I, we don't talk about Joe Rogan on our show, and uh, for good reason, right? So. Joe Rogan is the one of the most popular podcasts in the world. He's got like 11 million viewers, I think. Like the Joe Rogan Experience. The yeah. Joe Rogan Experience has like 11 million viewers, and it, it assuming really good. you're not familiar because um, a lot of people don't watch his show, but they have a lot to say about his show, right? Uh, is he's just this comedian guy that like gets really high and sometimes really drunk and often both, uh, and he interviews interesting people, right? Uh, I really only watch his show when I recognize the guests, like like Commander James Keenan from Tool. I love that guy. Adam Curry, he's like Bill Burr, the, Joey Coco Diaz. I, I didn't watch those episodes, but I know those people. Really good. Those They're are really the only good. ones I watch. Right, the, where he has his uh, buddies on the mm-hmm. and anyone with Joey Diaz in it. One more thing, though. One more thing. I love watching Joey Diaz's podcast, but I don't want to derail this too much. My bad. I, I want to also point out that the other Joe Rogan episodes I watch are when the media tries to cancel him for an episode. Like I, I immediately listen because I want to hear what, right. what what he did wrong. I don't want to get it from some other secondary source, right? So it's the controversial episodes and the ones that have, have people that I know, right? Those are the only ones that I watch. And so what happened recently? So Joe Rogan signed a like what was it? A hundred million dollar deal. Yeah, to go exclusive to Spotify, right? And that was a big deal because Spotify was kind of like just getting into podcasts right now. Technically, wasn't exclusive because Mm -hmm. he was still he's still allowed to post the uh, video format on YouTube. He doesn't do that anymore. No, that it's now exclusive. Like, oh well, they they were doing it. They cut that off in December of twenty. A lot of people. Okay, because no, a lot sorry, of people were really worried about that, yeah. and I remember Spotify and Joe Rogan came out and were like, "No, we're still doing this." So, so never mind, never mind. after he signed the deal, uh, December that year, I don't remember if it was 2019 or 2020, but it was more than a year ago, right? They're like, "December, we're gonna stop doing the video on YouTube uh, and Spotify." It is still a video, but Spotify has a video player. I don't know if you knew that. Um, I didn't. It's only for podcasts. <laughs> yeah, but not ours. It, it's- <laughs> It's really just like a really crappy video player. It's that's jank, like, yeah. It's so janky. I tried it, and then I was like, uh, uh, coincidentally, that was like the time I stopped subscribing to Spotify. <laughs> right. So uh, a little bit more context, right? So he's exclusive to Spotify. He uploads a couple clips every once in a while to YouTube, right? He still is allowed to do that, but it's way fewer clips than before. And instead of uploading it to his clips channel, it's on his main channel on YouTube. Uh, so if you're wondering where the clips went, it's on the main channel. Um, and... Like I said, he's entertaining. He's a comedian, but all he does is get really high and talk to interesting people, right? Yeah, and that gets him in trouble as, all the time. As, as Ice Loops points out, also talks about DMT. That's like the joke. Like if you try DMT, like he's like he talks like a stoner. Like, and some people find that really funny, right? And some people find it relatable because he's just like really high, well, and then someone like tells him something that is like blowing his mind but it may not actually be mind-blowing he's just really high and that's just the show that's the whole show right well yeah. some people find harold and kumar funny yeah. but you know some people find seth rogan like funny 12. seth rogan is like um not related to joe rogan seth rogan is like the lowest form of humor and he's just like he really dude is. weed every joke which sucks because he can do serious roles like in um the jobs biopic which you know say what you want about steve jobs that movie was really good because aaron sorkin did the writing for it um but when Seth Rogen does like serious roles, he's great. But sorry, I just wanted to yeah. throw that out there. The same with Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's been taking on more uh, serious roles recently, and yeah. I, I really, I say recently, but like 
Respect Ever that. since super bad, uh-huh. pretty much. <laughs> but like Wolf of Wall Street, and I watched War Dogs recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just saw something here that I think we should talk about. Pokimane. Is this Spotify related? Because I'm not done with the Spotify story. Yeah. Oh. Also, yeah. No. no, no, keep keep going. My bad. All right. So let me let me finish up with the Spotify because it's on the agenda. Yeah. Is that, it, it, this might not be relevant in two weeks. That's why I want to cover it now. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Talking about Spotify, right? So Spotify obviously is a music streaming platform with a premium service. I have been subscribing to Spotify Premium probably for like nine years, right? Um, and I still do. But to be clear, um, I pay for Spotify because it I help it helps me discover new music. When I discover new music that I like, I go buy CDs, I go buy merch. I'm, I'm wearing a Jupiter Winter shirt right now. I saw this band live, right? Like, you know, whatever. Um, it's a platform. It's a platform. Yeah. And I will continue. And I actually like the experience of using it. So, like, even though I buy CDs, like, I got. When I saw The Midnight Live, I got a cassette tape for the novelty of having a cassette tape in 2022. Art is a flutter. Or 2021, I guess. It's November 2021 was the concert. And I got the. The is midnight. this the new hipster thing instead of having vinyl? No, vinyl still no, came vinyl because vinyl superior. vinyl doesn't degrade. CDs, cassette tapes, yeah. Blu-ray discs, they will degrade in like 10, 20 years. Like they're not as Yeah, cool. like disc rot, mag- the magnetism in the mm. cassette tape starts to lose it, or just the cassette tape itself starts to degrade. So vinyls is a lot more uh preservable, basically. Yeah. Right, it's a novelty item that sits on the desk. It's, it, so vinyl, <laughs> vinyl is a bit of a novelty, but vinyl will never degrade. So like, I can give that to my my great great grandkids, and they can listen to fucking synthetic by the midnight and be like, "Damn, this song's good!" Right? It's awesome. Yeah, exactly. So preserving um, be a priority. So that matters for the rest of the story because Spotify, like, I I will buy merch, I will buy shit, I'll buy the DVDs, I'll go see the concert if I can. Like, but um, I still listen on Spotify because they get a little bit of a kickback, right? Um, Mm -hmm. per play and i love that and spotify has lifted a lot of indie musicians out of poverty right um yes they do pay pretty good Uh, title pays better sure right but uh spotify has more people and that means more streams that means more revenue right so talk to any indie artist they'll probably tell you spotify is their biggest revenue source right it's not 100 percent, but it might be like 60 right um it's 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 easy to put yourself on Spotify, and it's easy to gain an audience with Spotify if you're a musician, most definitely. Our podcast is on Spotify. I just gave them an RSS feed, and they did all the work for me. Like, Oh, yeah. I, I, I actually listened to one of your episodes on Spotify back yeah. then, but now I prefer to like download the audio itself. Yeah. That's a podcast. You can do that. Like I, podcasting, uh, and I'm going to get into podcasting after Spotify, so your, your story search about Pokemon's got to wait, because I have a tangent after this uh, I planned for. So Spotify. Right. So the yeah, story this is goes. Just a somewhat seeming breaking news that I just saw, so it's okay. Right. So so Spotify, right? Uh, they have Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan had a couple of controversial episodes related to the COVID vaccine, where he had on like Dr. Robert Malone, who did some sort of MR. He contributed to the MR- the invention of the mRNA vaccine, and in his episode, he like had like a big hard on for like uh, informed consent. The, the reason I, I, I watch the Joe Rogan episodes that are controversial is because the media will like really like slam him, right? But like he's promoting vaccine misinformation. I'll watch the episode with Dr. Malone. Is like he's just talking about informed consent. He's like dissing big pharma. He's vaccinated and yeah. says you should get vaccinated. mRNA is safe. Like wh- I was expecting like the vaccine is like 
like like Jewish depopulation Jews. That I was expecting him to say shit like that because that's that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's not what he said, but that's what the media makes it sound like. Because all they say, they won't give you specifics. They're just like super misinformation. Don't listen to it. And it's like, so I listened to it, and it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it would be. Like, what the fuck? I haven't paid attention, but I've definitely heard that he says uh, that he is not vaccinated. Joe Rogan is not vaccinated, but Dr. Malone is. Okay. Right. Um. Now with that, <laughs> there's something called blind items. Right. Where people who are typically close on the inside, Uh right, they put stuff out. And a lot of the time, like I would say higher than 90 percent of the time, these are actually accurate. And not all the time do you actually hear about it and so on because it doesn't actually come to light. But they do end up uh the ones that do come to light are like months and months old of these blind items, right? What, what is what a blind? What are you talking about? So, what are you so, on about? So a, blind item, a blind item is a thing where you would go and you would post if you like knew a, a famous person, right? And you knew some dirt on them, right? But to not get your ass sued off and to kind of hide your identity, right? You would say something like, for example, Joe Rogan in this specific blind item. You would say, like, this uh, former game show host and uh, sports announcer who runs a successful podcast or something something similar. You want to leave it vaguer, more vague, and say, and they say things like, uh, this one specifically says, claims that he is not vaccinated, but has been vaccinated since blah, 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 blah time. So they they're did, saying did somebody that claim he that because he he's pretty open about not yeah. being vaccinated. <laughs> well, that's the thing is they specifically say claims he is not vaccinated, but has been vaccinated since this period of time. Because you also have to remember, he was saying that he, before it was easy to get a COVID test, right? Mm. He was saying that he took two or three tests a day, and that's mm. on just average days. Right. Okay. And then when he but was he, doing, and he elaborated show, on that later, like they were like the a different kind of like over the counter tests. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. didn't actually fucking exist when he initially said that. But but okay. that's not the point. I'm not. I'm not. You know, criticizing that right now because I don't really yeah. watch his show. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just saying. That, I I just find it humorous that he's getting canceled. Trying to they're they're trying to cancel him. Like a thousand doctors signed a letter saying, "Oh my God, don't listen to this." But like all the all that Dr. Malone guy talked about was was informed consent and big pharma bad right yeah <laughs> it's funny like it's funny to me because it's like that that's the reason why whenever the media is like trying to cancel them over something like i i make sure i listen to that episode immediately because i'm like what are they talking about i want to know right because i, I, mean, I want to make fun of him too if he's wrong right like but you believe that big pharma is bad because why would you cure something when you can treat it because if you cure something you don't make any more money right right like the, the very obvious, again, Occam's razor explanation. Like, criticizing that, Big Pharma is healthy. And I, I, I feel like there's not enough of it because everyone's oh, yeah. really scared, right? Absolutely. Anything, right? Like, there's there's a difference between being, uh, like, being unreasonable about it and just being, like, reasonably skeptical. Um yeah. And and having your own autonomy for your for your medical decisions and I and from what I'm hearing about this, it sounds like Joe Rogan was more praising autonomy. Well, Dr. Robert Malone was praising autonomy, and Joe Rogan like blazed out his mind, was like, oh, <laughs> as he yeah. always does. 
but just, watch, you know, but don't take it from me. Thing. Watch it for yourself. Like uh, I say the same thing about video games. Like go go do it for yourself. Like don't take my word for it. I'm um, definitely gonna listen. Dragon yeah. card. So I want. Uh, there's more to the story, right? So that's the context. I think it's kind of silly and dumb. But um, and sorry, you're echoing again. By the way, um, sorry. So uh, that echo is bad. Can you just like mute yourself when you're not talking, like or something? It's in my head, man. It's in my head. Yeah, no, it's like uh, I can full on hear Dylan. Yeah. Twice. Can you still hear it? I oh, uh, test test test. I'm good now. Oh my God. Okay. okay. We're good. We're good. So. Can you still hear me? Because I just tanked my gain. Oh, I can still hear I you. Mean, it's a little quieter, but I can okay. hear you. It's fine. I'm I'm like making out with my mic and talking substantially louder. Okay, thank you. That doesn't really help when you're in my ear. <laughs> no, it's fine. I can hear you fine. Hey, you all can adjust his volume in Jitsi, <laughs> but I'm the one streaming. So, and anyway, 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 anyway. So, anyways, continue, please, please. So, so Spotify, right? Like, we saw Neil Young, uh, who I did not know who that was until uh, he did this because I'm young, I guess. I'm about to turn 30. Um, Neil Young pulled his yeah. records off Spotify, um, and there's a pretty popular conspiracy theory making the rounds, and it's, it's kind of funny, because so Neil Young sold the rights to his music a long time ago, so he said, hey, in an open letter to the people who actually own his music, saying, I want to be off Spotify, I don't like this Joe Rogan guy, right? Um, I don't like this misinformation he's spreading. And uh, his, his company that owns the music, oh, well, not his company, but the, the company that owns his music was like, yeah, let's do it, that's fine. And then people point out, like, he sold his music to this this group called Hinosis? Uh, Hypnosis? Hinos? I don't know how it's pronounced. but uh, And, and they uh, have a lucrative partnership with, um, fuck, what was it called? Uh, there, it was a media company. Blackstone. Blackstone, which is owned, okay. which, who has, he's not the CEO, but he's like some kind of like high-level consultant. But it's the former CEO of Pfizer, who, because of how stocks work, probably has a big vested interest in silencing oh. this dude. That's the conspiracy because that that's fucking sketchy, right? Okay. But I'd like to that's... point out something that I've noticed is that the other people, all of which I've not fucking heard of, by the way, <laughs> Joni Mitchell, Niels Lofgren, Graham Nash, and India Ari, right? They have all pulled their music off Spotify, and I looked at each one of them. Who owns their music and who what what are they tied to? And they they're not related to this Pfizer guy at all, right? So I thought there was a conspiracy here, and I thought that might be interesting to bring up, but I don't actually think there's a conspiracy here. I think they're they just they 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 bought the Joe Rogan bad story, and then they're just like, yeah, pull me off. I'm rich and can afford to lose the streaming revenue because I so, have rich money. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense because the uh, way that you know a lot of people seem to operate is uh, I don't you know people are doing a that disagree with this guy that I don't like. Let me join mm-hmm. their cause. Yeah, it makes me wonder though because there's two things I see at play here. One, there's a lot of people on Twitter who are tagging the Spotify account saying, "I I canceled my subscription today. Bye bye." That they're probably lying. Uh, for one, most of them are. Most of them are definitely lying and trying to grandstand. Buy it again next month. But some people are definitely canceling the subscriptions because people are posting screenshots of the portal like not working good, which could have been fake. But uh, they're like, "Oh my god, we're slamming the cancellation website so bad that it's like fucking dying." But like. Uh, there's a couple of things at play here. One, I, I wonder if, similar to NFTs, are we going to see a backlash on the use of Spotify? Like, if you admit to somebody that you use Spotify or enjoy Spotify, are you going to get, like, the ire, the stare of death, right? Like NFT bros do? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, maybe, yeah. I think you... But I, I think with something like Joe Rogan, like, I, I think with how the situation was, I think it's more focused on um joe rogan 
than it actually is on Spotify. I think it would take like like Blizzard Activision, for example, when they had the sexual abuse claims come out and people were like leaving World of Warcraft in droves. You need something that is directly tied to Spotify mm-hmm. in order to get people to get off of it because not only would it be people, uh, like, right. sorry, users, like subscribers getting off Spotify, but also the music artists as well. Right. That's my take. Because Spotify doesn't moderate its podcast content. Like you just give it an RSS feed and it uploads just like our show. Yeah. Right. Uh, Basically. And so Spotify had a corporate response where they said, oh, well, we'll scan the the partnered creators and we'll we'll put oh. COVID notices on their on their episodes that discuss COVID. And, uh, and they, then Joe made a, an Instagram post where he's like, yeah, that's great. I'm not trying to mislead people. Post, uh, put whatever you want with my videos. And then Spotify also said, uh, we're going to publish our guidelines that always existed regarding COVID misinformation. And by the way, Joe Rogan doesn't meet those guidelines because anyone who watched the Dr. Malone episode would realize, oh, this isn't the, the depopulation juice thing I was expecting, right? No, and like, <laughs> Joe Rogan almost guarantees does not upload these while he's blitzed out of his mind. Right? No. It goes through like... You know, probably two or three editors that upload it for him. Like all he does is he shows up and talks on the mic. Oh yeah, I know. He's got like a <laughs> he's got like a, a small staff that like helps him with everything. So I, I would I would agree with Rick that there's like there's other people that do it. Joe Rogan's not directly responsible for like moderating his content or uh, uploading the content, especially when he's just you know stoned out of his fucking gourd. Well, and if. And that's the thing. They're not going to do something that's blatantly illegal mm-hmm. or get them kicked off the platform. Because if they break the terms of service and they get booted off the platform, he doesn't get to keep all that money that he uh, got from moving over. But if they boot him and he <laughs> doesn't break the terms of service, then he gets to keep all that. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. Like 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 uh, with Ninja when he was on um, Microsoft's platform. Oh, yeah, oh right. I forgot that failed thing. I just yeah. assumed it was Google's problem. And, and honestly, I'm going to say something. I I salute Microsoft for trying to be a competitor to Twitch. I salute them. That was a really nice attempt. It didn't work out, but I more competition for streaming would be great. But with that said, um, but yeah, it's just like with Joe Rogan, like he has that freedom to just say, you know, fuck this shit, I'm out. With Spotify, um, he totally has that power. Because right. I mean, this is not just power, but he doesn't have that power when it comes to a giant contract. But here's the thing is like Joe Rogan, like he's not just the podcaster. He's also the the um, the UFC host. He right. has he also does stand up shows in Texas like he gets money, right? Yeah, he gets money from other resources. His livelihood like, is not at risk. And I'd like to also point out that Spotify does not have controlling interest in this show. They only paid for exclusivity. And so much. if they end that contract, not only does he keep the $100 million, he gets to put his show anywhere. Yeah. So if he was taken off of Spotify, then he would just be like, okay. He might have I'll... to buy himself out of the contract. You have to understand there's a lot of legalese and everything that – You think he wouldn't yeah, make that money back like immediately though? Like, Yeah. Well, also, he's not going to well, just – I'm sure he can make a substantial amount of money yeah, back. Yeah. He's not just going to break contract and go. Like that's the thing. He would have to do something egregious. Yeah, and like discussing right. COVID. Yeah, yeah, and discussing COVID isn't enough, even if he's wrong on it, because mm-hmm. we can, like, that would be like putting, like, yeah, like if he's wrong on something, and people are like, you know, burn him at the stake. That, like, at the same time, you've got people who are experts in the situation who have been wrong in the past. 
you know, and we didn't burn them at the stake. They've just had to get better at their, inf- like, what information they put out. Like, uh, you know, uh, Lord Fauci, he, uh, mm-hmm. he has been wrong. There was, like, a two-week period last year where the entire internet was like, Fauci lied, burn him. And then we all just conveniently forget that existed, I guess. Well, yeah. we conveniently Forever. forget that because because that information, like, it doesn't suit well for certain narratives and certain media organizations. Um, but I actually want to talk yeah. about that, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah please, please. Uh, so, uh, please. yeah, the reason I brought Joe Rogan up in the first place uh, is actually because I wanted to talk about Adam Curry. Right. So Adam Curry, uh, known on the Fediverse as at Adam at noagendasocial.com. Oh, boy. Um, is the inventor of podcasting, by the way, um, the first <laughs> podcaster ever. Uh, okay. So the very first, the Podfather, as, as he is known, and his, his show is fucking amazing. <laughs> I really dumb. Are you a father, Dylan? Answer the question. Yeah, I have two kids. Of course you fucking are. You would come up with that joke. It's on the his spot. bio. His bio on the Fetty says the Podfather. I'm not Who making it up. Said it. You still said it. Now please I mean, continue. My my bio on the Fetty says the Botfather because all the the image bots that I made, but that's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> I also have two wonderful children. Uh, anyway, um, well done, well done. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, your, your spawn is gonna create more shit posters. Mm-hmm. One can hope. Someone's got to pick up the mantle, right? Uh, Go so, Washington Redskins! Woo! More girl art. More, yeah, more I red made, girl art. I made that Bart. Uh, that Bart bot. <laughs> you made that. Yeah, yeah, it's in my in the bio of the bot. It's like contact I mean, at Dylon. I made it. Read it. You're a fucking legend. Jesus Christ. Redskins, <laughs> Skeletor, Ara Ara bot, Xenobot, Pyrobot, Mithrabot. Uh fucking Oh Mithra. Man, we skipped all over her for I know. waifus. <laughs> we did. God. Fucking what other bots have I made? Um But seriously, the Washington Redskins bot, easily my favorite. Yeah. I, anything that posts art of Meru, I'm immediately like, yeah. okay, you have my interest. So Green Text Bot, Eula Bot, Amber Bot, Genshin Bot, um, fucking, yeah. fucking Christ. Which oh. ones have I other made? Um, I don't remember them all. Uh, Dylan, I hate to do this to you, but we got to keep moving on stuff. You're right. It's almost yeah. been three hours. Yeah. That's like my cutoff. Like, it's too long for an episode. So, Spotify, right? I, I bring up Adam Curry because um, he created a, a, the Podcast Index. Our show's on Podcast Index, by the way. Uh, so Podcast Index is like a uh, a service that Adam created that sort of like scoops up a bunch of RSS feeds and kind of tells you like what all the podcasts are. But it's like free and open, right? Um, That's pretty good. I don't know if it's open source or not, but also um, there's this concept called Podcasting 2.0 where, where uh, the Podcast Index company that Adam created, which is I think just him and like three two other guys, um, they expanded the RSS standard to add some new fields that make podcasting a little bit better. So if you have an app such as Podcast Addict, that's the app I recommend. It is not free. You have to pay a couple dollars for it. A couple dollars one time, right? I don't know um, how to handle this. Fuck, man. Uh, you're fucking classist. I'm poor. What are you talking free. about? There's a free version. It just has like banner ads on the bottom. Okay. There's other uh, also podcastindex.org has a list of apps, some of which are free and open source. Um, but with podcasting 2.0, the RSS feed changes. Like you can add like a donation button, and then if you have an app that reads that updated RSS version, you can it just displays in your fucking page on whatever app, right? So 
the podcasting 2.0, the idea that all you need is a, ho a host, a, a fucking server somewhere that has your audio file and your your album art uh, and your RSS feed is like, here's a link to the file. Here's a link to the art. Here's a link to the homepage. So here's like the donate link. Next server. Yes. That's all you need to be the next Joe Rogan, right? Like, That's that's great that sounds yeah. like a great system so like i don't need a website i don't need to post this show on youtube and i don't right um the show is not available on youtube we're it's too underground for that we're too edgy we're too we're on we're, itunes we're, sure but we get we get posted on 4chan and called no i don't think anyone's uh, found us there i don't know if we could use that language anymore <laughs> well we're, i don't the, give a fuck the video is not the video is not going on youtube so it, it's going ah, to right. wreck youtube <laughs> iTunes, iTunes might be mad. iTunes might be mad about that one. I, I, I might, I might do an audacity. I might bleep that just for iTunes. Yeah, I specifically disagree with that. Um, Dylan, can I say something in the chat really quick to Iceloops? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, I need to learn how to run Linux so I can use RSS. Um, I, I just want to clarify, uh, really quick. There was a video that uh, on how I learned how to build my website. Um. It was done by what's the name of the what's what's the name of the guy uh, uh, Luke Smith Luke Smith, he does yeah. a channel now whether you agree with him or not his tutorial on how to run a basic website was very informative, um, I recommend checking him out check out his video to do that and that can give you like the basic premise on how to set it up and get you started yeah Luke Smith is like so there's this like sliding like like I I don't want to call it a pipeline because that's the meme right there's like a sliding like hill a scale right and yeah. uh, up here is, is Luke Smith. But down here is doomsday prepping. So, like, watch with caution. It's very informative. And in the middle is, like, <laughs> mental outlaw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah. don't fall down the hill. Um, but watch, the, watch, the, watch, the, watch the incline. Watch the incline. If you are careful, you will be fine. His videos are safe for YouTube. They haven't kicked him off. How bad could it be? <laughs> he, he glorifies the Unabomber, but, you know, just... Yeah. Yeah. don't worry about it it's all right um, it's fine it's fine <laughs> it's an informative continue. video of useful facts so yes. uh back to spotify so podcasting 2.0 right um i'm kind of in the market for a new host for our show like because right now i use soundcloud because it's cheap like it's like what 60 70 dollars a year for unlimited hosting of audio files um no now, by hosting, do you mean, like, do you want to, like, go to another platform or do you want to, like, get set up on, like, your own server or something like that? I'm talking about where do the audio files go that go in the RSS feed. Uh, okay. Literal where hosting of the go? audio file because I upload in FLAC, right, which is usually a couple gigs. Right? God bless. It's um, it's nice. Uh, but it's like uh, I need a place to put those files and I don't really have a reliable web server. So it's like uh, SoundCloud does it all for me and it's fucking cheap. I can I can make a recommendation with my service. What I use for my servers for web hosting is Vulture. Mm -hmm. uh, Vulture is really nice. You can set them up in like different regions of the world. They have various configurations. And I and here's the cool thing: Luke Smith uh, showed this, which was amazing. And I can do it too for you. I can actually give you a link that can give you a lot of like uh, in-service credit that mm -hmm. can get you started. So you can test out their service, which is really nice of them. And they can actually give me a kickback for that if you'd like. Yeah, you can DM Sweet that to me. I'll, I'll consider it. Because, um, like, what I really want is I want to utilize this podcasting 2.0 thing, and I kind of want to use, like, the donation link, right? 
Yeah. Um, because I have no intention to seek advertisers for our show. I mean, we have a quadruple digit number of viewers. It's a quadruple digit number that starts with the one, but that's a lot of people, <laughs> have them. right? They're that's there. Cool. I appreciate every last one of those motherfuckers. Right. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for listening to us shit posting audibly. Right. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So I will and never bend to an advertiser. Shit post audibly. Uh, please buy purple mattresses so that we can eat. I mean, it's funny because no, I have a purple don't... mattress. Like I literally do. Um, yeah, I have a sleep number. I have a sleep number mattress, Ooh, baby. Oh, damn. Okay. I have a. Um, I'm trying to remember. I've got Serta. a Serta mattress stopper, <laughs> but uh, I just found it on the side of the road, and I just no, brought no, it. No, no, I bought it. It's one of those ones that shows. I don't know why, but it's actually quite soothing for my back. <laughs> No, I've got a certain mattress topper, but uh, no, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I'm trying to remember who were the ones that were really popular before purple. Uh, Hot, uh, wasn't there like a beehive themed one? Like it had like a, a honeycomb yeah. as a or, logo. No, the memory foam. The memory foam. Yeah, yeah. Tempur-Pedic. Yeah, I've got a, yeah. yeah, I've got a Tempur-Pedic one. They're low end one. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. like because I had to be able to eat that month. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, actually, I want to hack my sleep number bed so that if I don't get up in time, like it just deflates <laughs> the bed. I really want to do that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So that would be um, something worth streaming. Just to to conclude my tangent real quick about podcast two point right? Like, um, I think it sounds like such a Michael Reeves thing. Sorry. Yeah, it does. It does actually. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I know what Sarge is talking about, and uh-huh. he's got a point, but it needs tasers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so let, let me let me finish this thought. So, uh. I it, it brings me endless amusement that the media absolutely seeds over Joe Rogan and the fact that he has 11 million users and he's just really high all the time and just interviews interesting people, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, the actual mainstream media cannot get that nearly that much viewership. Uh, and that's what they need to do what they do, right? Mislead people. Yeah. And so, right. That's why G4 is having its... Uh, that's why G4 imploded. Else. Yeah. 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 Rest in peace. Before. What what a, a a brief <laughs> shit show that was. I thought I, I expected a lot better of them, and it didn't happen. Yeah, they just turned into like a really that, really shitty. That fire is still burning, so I'm thinking we'll cover it next time. Um, Please, yes. So, G4 aside, attack the show attack. So G4 aside, <laughs> attack, um, right. I think what Adam Curry is is doing with like podcasting 2.0 and the idea that anybody with a fucking web server that serves at least MP3 files, right? And an RSS feed, like you could make a, a show and you really can't be touched by the, the typical sensors of like YouTube or Twitch, right? Um, well, absolutely. It's free. It's like, it's like ham radio. It's like pirate radio, right? Like I am able to basically talk about whatever the hell I want there's no sponsors going to tell me what I can't talk about. Like, um, like our, our, our VODs go on odyssey.com, which is powered by a blockchain, which if they strike my video off odyssey, which they haven't done yet, um, you can still get the video on library. Cause that's how it works. So I could stare into the camera and be like free Hong Kong, Tiananmen square massacre. And like, you probably get banned on YouTube, but like, I'm not going to get banned on odyssey. They're, they're fine. Oh, yeah. Make sure, uh, yeah. iTunes will let you say that. Yeah. I don't think they watch this, this long into the podcast unless you're partnered. So it's okay. <laughs> Exactly. I'm still gonna bleep you out from earlier though, because iTunes is a little stingy, but that's okay. Um, no, it's it's, it's minimal editing. It's not hard. Uh, <laughs> Apple, yeah. for fuck's sake. Yeah. Oh god. Oh god. I mean, the fucking Apple VR AR headset. Oh god. I just got a memory of that. Please continue before I lose my mind. So Apple and their suicide nets on their factories aside, um, 
they may not like yeah. what I have to say. So uh, podcasting 2.0, right? Like uh, if you ever thought that you might get a cathartic experience from just like, you know, talking about the world and your what's on top of your mind into the microphone and seeing if anybody will listen, like I would still do this show if there was no listeners. I am thrilled that there are listeners, right? Yeah. Like, have you ever seen the movie Pump Up the Volume with Christian Slater? No. Uh, it's, a gr- it's a great movie. It was. It's very, like, early 90s, late 80s, I think, um, where it's about a kid in high school who, who like, sets up, like, a pirate radio station hmm. uh, to express his frustrations with the school and also with the world as well. And it's, it's a really good movie. It's, like, one of those, like, you know, hidden gems of that era. And Christian Slater is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and and I and I learned from that, like the freedom of having your own platform or being free and and not being restricted by censors, and that's why I want to move over to the tube, mm-hmm. which is, uh, which is absolutely important. If you want to have full creativity, you have to get out of those restrictions. So I think I think it's great that you're moving over to uh, your own host. Yeah. And I don't know when it'll happen because currently SoundCloud is pretty good to me. I just, I can't customize the RSS feed. Like if I could customize the RSS feed, I might not even move. But like SoundCloud's just not a podcasting platform, like straight up. Yeah. I only use it because it's easy. It's only a platform for bad musicians and uh, ASMR porn, basically. It's like the NFT uh, marketplace of music, right? Because it's like ponzi schemes and like uh, throwing everything you can at the wall and see what sticks you might get famous but uh, soundcloud aside um podcasting 2.0 like if joe rogan uh if spotify killed the contract with joe like he still has 11 million listeners and um he could sign he adam could hook him up right and you you could listen to his show on fucking podcast addict and or whatever app you like and nobody can strike it away like you're getting it from the source and the source is him and or in our case me right and um, yeah i don't have some like third party telling me strike that episode down right it's free it's like you can't you can't it it reminds me of like that movie hackers like you know like it's kind of it's a little cringy but it's like you know hack planet free info right fucking there's nothing nothing cringy about referencing hackers because let's be honest we got to see young angelina jolie's tits in it that movie's so good Holy shit. It is yep. so great. Matthew Lillard is is awesome in it. Oh man. I He's... love it. But yeah, like so so podcasting is, is a free medium. It will remain free. And if if you like those ideas, you should listen to Adam Curry because that's what he's all about, right? Um it's basically free internet radio, right? Uh it, it's the medium of uh, I hesitate to call it free speech because free speech makes it sound cringy, right? But it is. No, 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 it's no. what it is, God, though, no. right? No, no, no. God, no. Freedom of speech uh, is very mm. important. and It is still, like, it's being challenged by a bunch of people who don't understand the point of freedom of speech. It's free as in literal freedom, not free as in grifter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. Right. It's, it drove me nuts. To be uh, clear about what I really mean when I say freedom of speech, it's like I can talk about whatever I want. There's no censor. It's great. And yeah. More yeah, people I, will do it in time. Like I'm, I'm just always like on the natural like side of like people talking about freedom of speech. And I'm like, oh fuck, here we go. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> since Spotify isn't going to be a relevant topic in two weeks when we meet again, uh, I also had an aside about the stock price. There were people going back and forth on the internet, like, haha, this recent controversy is tanking the stock price. And then other people are like, haha, it's on the up and up. It's been, um kind of fine like 
if you look at the if you look at the one month, they're down sixteen percent. That's fucking a lot. That's a dip, right? You look at today, they're up by three percent, right? If you look at the at the one year, they're down by forty percent. So like before the Joe Rogan thing even happened, right? They're pretty far down than what they were before. You look at the five year, they're up fifty four from their initial public offering. Like it's like they're gonna be fine. That's <laughs> my point, yeah. right? If you zoom out on the graph yeah. enough, you'll see like it's not a big deal. Did their price go down? Yeah. Does it mean anything? No. I don't think so. It, I thought it, it just might. Like, doesn't. It just takes a dip, basically. It's not as dramatic as people expect it to be, is what I think you're trying and to say. I've never heard a song made by Neil Young. I guess I'm not a boomer. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, <laughs> it's nearly been three hours. Uh, I guess we don't have time for Pokemon. So, Sarge, you're just going to have to come to the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's going to be on there. Time sensitive. Oh, shit. Sony. Sony bought Bungie. Didn't we talk about that earlier? Yes, we, we did touch on that earlier. Oh, that was the pre-show. Okay. We talked about that in the pre-show. Oh, yeah. fuck. So, okay, Sony bought Bungie. We covered it, guys. We covered it. Sony and... bought Bungie, and Bungie owns Destiny, the video game. And uh, now Microsoft owns Activision, which contains Crash Bandicoot. And, like, what? What? Crazy. <laughs> what a switch We live in the fucked up timeline, okay? And I, and I just think of it as a desperate attempt for consoles to have any kind of relevancy while people are just buying PCs in droves. Yep. All right. Well, and, that's and Microsoft is betting on it because everything that yep. they're building uh, also comes on PC. So they, they are calling oh, that bet. Fucking novel concept. It's like a fucking switch from like the Kinect era and like the DirectX era mm-hmm. when like they're fucking over PC gamers and then Valve just went, oh, well, don't mind if I do. Um, they're doing that, and uh, yeah, no, the like no matter how much money and how many companies and exclusive Sony's buys, uh, Games Pass. <laughs> I hate the Games Pass model, to be honest. I mean, I think it's it's great from an economic point of view, but from a perspective of someone who prefer to own their own games, like it's it's terrible. It's a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. It's you should have ownership of what you oh you what know you what bought. you just reminded me of my other spotify point that i never got to oh no so uh, two for one two for one owning your own games right so though i have been subscribing to spotify for nine years straight um i'm not really that invested and if they went over if they went under because of the joe rogan thing like i wouldn't even be sad right and let me tell you why i wouldn't be sad because i would just i would probably go to Bandcamp. like a lot there's a lot of people on twitter that are like oh my god i canceled spotify i can't wait to get started on itunes and it's like motherfucker steve bannon has an itunes podcast what are you talking about what, what high <laughs> horse are you on like are you serious? pretty much it's just <laughs> like it's just as soon as spotify goes down someone's going to immediately take their place anyway right yeah. like so itunes itunes has profit iTunes is a store that revolutionized buying MP3s individually instead of whole albums. They now have a streaming service that competes with Spotify. It's not as good, right? Yeah, and what iTunes did was great at the time, but they made it kind of out of the necessity for, like, iPod and, and such like that. Mm-hmm. Actually, wait, did iTunes come before iPod and it's been around for a while, or was they, it like... They came at the same time. They're all part of the yeah. same thing. Okay, I'm, 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 I don't have dementia yet, thank God. Um, One day. One day, one day I'll get it. One day I'll, I'll share the experience that you guys have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being old like the well, rest of us. That's right. <laughs> and then irony in the chat. My wife mentions vinyls. We talked about that earlier. You weren't listening to the show. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> now to the you show. Know. 
we talked about this earlier. Talk about talk about the Italian Senate. Talk about how we showed you the Italian Senate of Tifa getting railed, dude. Yeah, that was a that was a video. <laughs> it was a short one, but it was a video. It was a video. Anyways. No, anyway, anyway, anyway. So uh, the reason I, I wanted to go back real quick is because um, Game Pass, owning your own games, a subscription model, it goes away over time, right? Um, that has challenge. And same with music, right? Like if Spotify goes under, all the songs and all my playlists, like I won't be able to access them if I didn't buy them already. And yeah, I have a pretty large CD collection, but it's not as big as my Spotify playlists, right? Um, yeah. So with Bandcamp, uh, I can buy high quality audio files like Flax and shit from bands directly. Uh, and also their merch store is right fucking there, right? Yeah. Um, so that's cool. So if Spotify went under, despite being a loyal customer for nine years, like I wouldn't be sad. I would just go to Bandcamp. Like I'm not going to go to iTunes or a competing streaming service. I would just be done with streaming and I would just start buying direct because like I'm getting old, right? Um, yeah, discovering new music all the time is fun, but it's also kind of exhausting, right? Because um, I'm, I'm constantly searching for new music. Um, and sometimes it's good to just stop and relax with what you have, right? And owning the physical copy helps with that a lot. Like, uh, I really cherish that I have a couple of CDs for uh, Machine Supremacy. It's one of my favorite bands. Uh, they're totally obscure from Sweden, right? You probably never even heard of them. But, like, um, <laughs> okay. they're, they're pretty <laughs> fucking hipster. Calm the fuck down. But, but, but let's hear me out, right? Like, they're pretty okay on Spotify. They got a decent amount of streams, and they have a pretty good internet following. I'm... But, like, I uh, – and I discovered them because somebody in person was like, hey, listen to this. And I was like, damn, this sounds great, right? Um, and I agreed, right? And then Spotify comes along. It's like, oh, you want to listen to their entire library? That sounds great. Machine Supremacy uh, is a great example also of embracing the idea of streaming music because part of their fame was because they would seed their own music on LimeWire, right? Like they, they helped people pirate it so they would hear it. And then oh, yeah. they got signed to a label after they got fans, right? Yeah, that, that kind of model always fosters the atmosphere of piracy. Mm-hmm. And I think it sucks because, you know, like my perspective is if it's from a big corporation – it doesn't fucking matter if you pirate from them, but if it's an independent artist, mm-hmm. I feel like moral obligation is at least I should do is just yeah. buy their album. There's there's a lot of people out there that are happy to pay like ten bucks a month for Spotify Premium or whatever, and uh, if they didn't have that option, they probably would just pirate. Like they wouldn't buy music anyway. Like so they turn Most definitely. they turn non payers into payers. They're just paying a small sub fee instead of li- a lot more, right? Well, convenience. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Over, yeah. over and over again, it's about convenience. Like, when you make pirating the most convenient option, then people pirate. If but you there's, provide there's, a more um, convenient option, I'll pay a couple bucks. There's a lot of utility in owning, like, physical copies of all your shit. Yeah, and there's also um, the factor that Spotify has the benefit of, because we're talking about, like, something that's more played on smartphones than desktops and smartphones usually come with a data plan so if somebody feels in the mood to listen to a certain song like let's say like rihanna or something they could just immediately pull up spotify and just go okay rihanna bam right there so they got that convenience on lock um now if somebody were to develop a service where it can go through like a torrent uh provider like a tracker or something like that and can immediately search for it and there's plenty of seeds and there's a torrent client that works very well in tandem with that um kind of like 
don't know if there's a good example for that of like an app that can uh like crawl through all that um but basically that where it can be just as convenient as spotify but you get to download the track yourself uh, until that happens i i can't imagine like people yeah. choosing piracy over spotify exactly so yeah. convenience sells um you know fuck the system hack the planet let's go to the outro so we've been at it this for three hours and five minutes so today I was joined by Tech-er. You should absolutely come back to the show another time when Victim is back because I think you guys would agree on a lot of shit, especially about like Dark Souls and video games. Uh, and oh, I'm definitely. so sad that he couldn't make it. Um, but I was glad neither, that you were able to. Neither here nor there. I had a lot of fun. I really appreciate you guys, not only for having me on the show, but also this being my first ever podcast appearance ever. And mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun. Uh, you guys were amazing to talk to, and I love talking about, you know, whatever, shooting the shit. I yeah. just thank you so much for this opportunity. And, yeah, uh, let me see what time it is. Oh, it's uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. And I have work in. I have work soon. <laughs> uh, oh, well, shit. no anti-work for you. <laughs> and no anti-work for you. No wage so, I, can't, I can't argue. So uh, where, where can people find you on the internet? Um, you can find me uh, currently at twitch.tv slash techer. Um, if you want to see more stuff like my blog, which I rarely upload to, uh, techer.live is my personal website. I'm also on YouTube. Just look up techer, look for the purple frog. You'll find me. Uh, lots of my clips and highlights, and especially the conversation I had with my dad about that uh, Japanese Eroge game I played. Um, so yeah, Kagura, definitely. Specifically. Yeah, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically guys so much for listening i hope y'all are all having a wonderful wonderful rest of your night or mm-hmm. however day you know you're listening to this um but yeah again thank you to the melomancy podcast for having me on it's it's just been an honor and a pleasure that's awesome it was awesome to have you on and i, I look forward to you moving to series poster for you know autonomy in your streaming life uh and i hope your community will follow you uh but don't give up hope if the numbers aren't as big as they were because one thing I knew about podcasting is um, if you do it, they'll eventually listen. Uh, now I have the, the fortunately the most popular way to consume podcasts is listening to the recording, like on your yeah. time. Uh, and I don't know how popular VODs are, right, uh, or where you'll host them. But um, keep at it, um, even if the numbers aren't as good as Twitch, because you know that that's how they get you. That's how they keep you on, right? They're like, oh, you can't succeed outside of Twitch. You won't have the numbers. Like in, they, they said that shit about they they said that shit about like Mixer, right? But you could still pull on Mixer, right? You just gotta yeah. give it your all, right? And I'm I'm committed with it. I I love streaming. I love doing it. I love entertaining people. But most importantly, I love being able to talk about whatever I want and have that outlet for my gripes, my my feelings, and my fears of the mm-hmm. world. And to have a community that relates to that and also supports it is just phenomenal. Even if it's like, mm-hmm. even if it was in like the single digits, like back then, like five, I'd still keep doing it. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. So on with the rest of the crew, Sarge, uh, not on the webcam. If you're watching the VOD, uh, still hanging on over in the, desert. you are in the desert caves of Arrakis <laughs> in, uh, oh, that was something Sarge said. I, I, I can't translate that. I, for I you, don't even know what you said. <laughs> I said I'm existing. Sorry. He's existing. You can find Sarge Same. on Twitter. You can, also, you can also find Sarge on Shipbuster Club, but he doesn't have an app for the Fetty on his phone, so if you tag him, he might not see it for a month. 
You can find me on Twitter at Sarge Dubarge D A or Shitposter Club with I believe it is the same. No, it's T H E, not D A. Oh, okay. Sarge so, Dubarge. So Shitposter Club allowed me to have the full name where some places are like that's a character limit and it's stupid. So mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, if, if you're just tuning in and you don't know what the fuck the Fediverse is, like, you know, all that 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 crypto bro stuff they talk about with that Web3 thing. Well, uh, it's like that, but you don't require crypto to do it because crypto was never required for Web3. Fediverse is proof. It's a federated system. Freedom's out there. You don't need to wait for the future. It's already here. Put crypto in everything, man. It'll, it'll sell. And then you can catch <laughs> Rick, also known as Skuma Dealer. Uh, on the Melomancy Discord, he is one of the founding members of our community, sometimes a participant of our podcast, uh, which is yes. Nice. And uh, uh, while I do all that, um, I also have the side benefit of not having a Fetty or shit poster yet. I did have to make one to be in the side little thing, so eventually well, that's just serious poster, that's different. It's all right. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> that's not federated, that's just a little. I know nothing, group with us. Seriously, ping me when you're ready. I'll, 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 I'll hook you up on Shitposter. You'll love it. No, we can do that like next Saturday yeah. when I come see you again. You know what? We'll do it live. Um, yeah. Or we could do it live on the show. Like, Oh, oh God. <laughs> that might be fun. Oh, that's going to be a train wreck. I, or, or I can okay. set you up in person when I see you on Saturday. That's fine, too. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to see you on Saturday. Yeah. We can just do it. <laughs> oh, God. All right. You can find me at shitposter.club slash Dylan. Uh, everybody calls me Dylan. You'll never guess what my real name is. Um, <laughs> and um, I promise uh, the planet side two uh, agenda items will move to next week. Uh, but there was stuff to talk about, but it's already been three hours, so we're not getting yeah. it to it today. Uh, our show can be found on melomancy.net. We have a, a bunch of links there, like melomancy.net slash listen, where you can find links to all our shit, like the VODs on odyssey.com or the recordings on various platforms like iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. It's all one RSS feed. The source is actually SoundCloud, but like, it's fucking in all the places. It's on Google Play. It's on TuneIn, which is what Alexa uses. Um, if you knew that. I don't know if you knew that. Um, it, it's all fucking there. I, I, I applied everywhere that would take me. And um, <laughs> obviously that worked out for the better. Uh, but I am looking for a new host because uh, really what you should be doing to support podcasters everywhere, get yourself an app on your phone, on your computer. I recommend Podcast Addict. Podfriend is also good. It's developed by a Fetty dev. That's cool. Um, Podcast Addict also has a Fediverse presence, but it's kind of small. Um, but like, get a podcasting app and subscribe to people's RSS feeds. Like, it's sensor proof. It's the better way to do it. Like, I know YouTube and Spotify makes it easy, but you could miss out. So that, you know, support that's not where you find the good. Shit. Yeah, support freedom and and do it the Podcaster 2.0 way. Uh, that's all Sport I gotta say. Game. So, what? <laughs> what? I, Sorry. I don't want to hear about your crack, man. <laughs>